What's going on, man? It's your boy, Jay Holly, and we are back with another episode of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, episode 59. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are all far too kind. You could have been anywhere in the world, but I am so glad you are here with me. I am Jesse Holly, the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when I speak. You guys know what you got to do. Like, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Mr. Fourth and Long, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Fanatic Views, YouTube. Go like us, man. Go subscribe. Apple, Spotify. Go leave the comments. All that stuff, man. I want to be a part of your life. You need me to be a part of your life. Let's make this thing happen together. You guys know how I like to get down. I like to give my motivation at the beginning because let's be honest, a lot of you aren't going to be here at the end. And that's okay. I'm not for everybody. But before you go, find three episodes. By the time you see this one, 59 of these things will be out in production. Find three. Listen to them 15 minutes apiece. If you don't like it after those three episodes, find three more. And then find three more and find three more until you're in love with me. All right? This is about, this is about us. We're about to make a relationship with one another. You and I are together for life. All right? But I got company today. We have company. Now, I'm not going to say company. This family. Like, this is the kind of people that can come into the house and don't have to ask to go into the refrigerator. Y'all know how that happens, right? I, before we get into that, let me go ahead and get this, this motivation off. It's a simple, simple thing that I, that I want us to carry into 2024. It's simple. And it goes like this. Keep the main thing the main thing. Keep the main thing the main thing. We a lot of times have vision boards, we manifestation, and all these other things that we want to do and have for our lives. But a lot of times we get sidetracked. We go left, we go right. We allow the, the, the pitfalls of life to sometimes distract us. We allow people to sometimes tell us that we can't do X, Y, and Z. Keep the main thing the main thing. If your journey this year is to lose that weight, don't get off track. Don't let a bad, don't let a bad day turn into a bad week, turn into a bad month, and now you ain't lose that weight. If you're trying to get that degree, don't let a bad test or a bad semester stop you from getting that degree. If you're trying to be a better father, a mother, a husband, or whatever it is, wife, whatever those things are, friend, brother, sister, keep the main thing the main thing. And as long as you do that and you're consistent with whatever, whatever it is that you're going to do, I promise you, the results in the end will be exactly what you want them to be. But if you allow others to affect that journey, then now you're taking a race and on a journey that they want you to. And it no longer became the main thing. All right? Let's get right into it, man. Family's here. Family is here today. My OG. What's my happening, dude? How you doing, my sir? Brother. For those of you who don't know, if you do know, great. If you don't know, I might introduce him. This is my OG, my friend, my family, my brother, the great Patrick Crane. Oh, 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 I don't know about the great. Yeah, I'm gonna call you the great. You I'm, I'm, no, 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 nope, nope, I'm gonna call you the great. Okay, we, ha we, have so. a, we have a thing on our show um, uh, that we're gonna accept compliments. Okay. okay. We're, we're, we're gonna, I'm not gonna let you, I'm not gonna let you down talk yourself. You've accomplished things in life that most people dream of. Like you've had a dream life. I have, actually have. That is great. So don't, you know, you're great. You're okay. you're great. I'm 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 not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you. I'm not I'm not gonna let that no, happen. Hey, I'm gonna accept my flowers when they're you, given to me. I want you. I, I, we have a thing that I talked about a couple weeks ago. It's called put on the hat. Put the put on the hat. Okay. 
and, it, and the basis from it, it comes from where a couple weeks ago, Dak Prescott, they, they beat the Washington Commanders. Okay, yep. The Cowboys won the division championship, right? right? NFC East champs. And Dak refused to put the hat on. And, okay. his, and his thought process was, I'm I got, I'm not finished. Yeah, I get it. Seven days later, he, he was finished. finished. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He missed the moment. Yeah. He missed that. He'll never get that moment back. Ever. He may, win it. he may win a division championship next year. It won't be with those guys. It won't be during those circumstances. It won't be the things that he overcome. So always, if you take nothing else from today, put, the hat on. put on the hat. Gotcha. Enjoy those moments because they, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised tomorrow on earth or the accomplishments. Correct. Yeah. So we're putting on the hat. All right, man. Boy, I'm so glad that you're here, man. This is, this is, a, this is a, a pleasure of mine because I am going to shower you with flowers today. Okay. We're okay. going to laugh. We're going to, I'm going to shower you with flowers. We're going to talk sports and all that kind of good stuff. But uh, just starting from the beginning with you, local kid from DeSoto, right? You, you DeSoto, you go, I know, 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 I know. But you had a unique journey because, and, and it's an inspiring one too because now nowadays, a lot of these kids are thinking about, well, I got to go to Alabama. I got to go to Texas. I got to go to Georgia. I got to go to whatever high-level, five-star, Division One program. They think I need to go there to achieve something. To achieve the next level, right? Absolutely. But your journey was different. Left DeSoto High School. You end up at Northwest Oklahoma State. That's a directional school. Not a lot of those directional schools. That's all it is in Oklahoma. Ton of. So you get to Northwest. Oklahoma State, and you play everything. For the most part, yeah. For the most part, you're playing receiver, you're punt returning. Kick return. Kick return. Uh, I did some running back, quarterback. I originally got there as a safety. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Like, what was that? What was, why there? What was the journey like to get there? And, and, and what did all of those positions teach you as a player? You know, the, the, the journey to get there was basically – I was sitting at home. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was sitting at home. I went to Juco for a year. Uh, didn't pan out. Didn't take care of my books the second semester. First semester, you know, I thought I was great. <laughs> it's like, cool, I could do this. I thought I was good. Man, and all of a sudden, you find yourself not doing so well. Mm -hmm. uh, so I ended up having to drop my classes so I wouldn't get Fs. Yeah. I got a, 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 a whole sheet load of eyes. Incomplete. Incomplete, brother. Incomplete. <laughs> Uh, so, man, I'm back at home, and then the coordinator, uh, who's actually the DB coach, who eventually became the D coordinator, then the head coach, he got in contact with my high school coach. Okay. Uh, high school coach called me. He was like, hey, school's interested in you, blase, blase. He said, I don't know much about them. I know they got a good football program. You get back in school. I didn't take a visit or nothing. I got on the call with him. The coach told me it was interested. They wanted me to come up there. Coach, I said, what day do I need to report? He was like, well, that easy? I was like, yeah, I'm at the house. Yeah, yeah. I just want a chance to get back in school. I told my mom, I get back in school. Number one, I'm going to play football. Number two, I'm going to get my degree. Plain and simple. Uh, so it wasn't even a hesitation, man. I uh, took that and reported. And that first year I got there. And mind you, let me, let me give you a little something about this town. Okay. Uh, the town at the time, I think, was about... 6,000 people. So, you know, and then the enrollment, my high school enrollment was higher than my college enrollment. I think we had 2,100 at the time mm -hmm. uh, at Northwestern. So 2,100, a lot of kids and everything from around that town 
did commute a little bit, uh, but there was a lot of people that actually stayed there right. in the town and everything. Uh, first day I get there, my mom dropped me off, and we pull into the town. Mind you, it's 35 north. You hit Highway 11. You go directly west for about 64 miles. You pull into Alba. One-way highway once you get off 35. Uh, going through the town, a couple people waved. Didn't understand. I was like, hey, people like, well, the reason why is because football team was back in town. They know. You see a black guy coming through town at that time of year, football team's back in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gearing up for that year where they had already come off a nice win streak the following year. I think they had won like their last six uh, guy else before. You know, it's NAIA, yeah, yeah. so it was like it was the wheat bowl. The what bowl? Wheat. Wheat. Like, like the wheat like, you eat. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, right. yeah. It's country, brother. Yeah, I know, brother. So you're going to get those kind of, yeah, get one of those. The whole wheat bowl. Yeah. So got that. Uh, coming off the, a nice record and everything, I think they finished 7-3, but they won like their last six. So got into their contention, had that, coming off all that momentum and everything. I didn't know how good – we really were going to be at that time. My idea, I'm just wanting to get back in school, yeah. have a chance, have a shot, let's go play. Yeah. First year we get there, we go 13-0, win that championship. Second year, we go 13-1, runner-up. Mm. Now we go, we, at one point, we had had the longest win streak in the country, no matter the level. Gotcha. That was the Miamis, the Ohio States, everything. We had 31 straight. So, me getting out, I was like, now we're going to be doing this every year. <laughs> that first two years, we go to the Championship guy. Right. Yeah, then we, we, we hit a nice little bump in the road. Uh, the next year, we go 7-3. We lose in the first round. Hail Mary at the end of the game. I still think to this day that ball hit the ground, but, you know, NAI ain't, ain't no replay. Ain't we can't check the replays, all right? They ain't heard that technology. It's all on VHS. Uh, it's all on VHS. Bro. Grady VHS. Everything, though. man. <laughs> So we do that. The next year we come back. Uh, I think we come back into the season ranked like number four or five. Cool. We, 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 we stack everything. We come back. We end up losing second round to a team that threw the ball twice. Well, they run the, like the triple oh, option? No, the, 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 the veer. Straight veer power option, brother. The, uh, offensive line came down to four-point stacks. Yeah. We knew what we was getting. <laughs> we knew what we was getting. But, you know, you, you – when you don't see that, people don't understand. You can't prep right. for the option in a week like that yeah. without being completely disciplined. Yeah. If they say you got the pitch man, don't worry about the quarterback. Yeah. Get the pitch man. Yeah. We'll handle this. My linebackers will scrape <laughs> over the top and get the quarterback. Yep. If you the linebacker and the safety, you come down and go to the quarterback, oh, boy, yeah. So, dude, they end up beating us. We did have four turnovers, so that helped. So, we lost – I think 32-27. Damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I still was in the game. Oh, you're still in the game now. I, I said, we can score. Yeah. But we kept giving it back, and they can <laughs> score at 2 and 1 o'clock now. Uh, so, you know, a bunch of friends, we loaded on that team. We come back the next year, and still optimism. You know, we, we kind of reload. He has to bring in another quarterback, uh, which is a good friend of mine. He's from California. Brings him in in the spring. Uh, has a decent spring. Coach doesn't really like it, though, as much as he thought it would. Summertime comes, and this is when I'm playing quarterback, 
little bit of mm-hmm. running back. I'm still doing my return duties and everything and stuff. Uh, we come back in to that year. He calls me summertime, about midway through. And I'm calling just to mess with him about his quarterback. Because Chris had put on some weight. Mm-hmm. He was like, dog, Chris called me earlier. Part of he was like, man, I got to get this weight off. I was like, bro, stop eating McDonald's every day, dude. Because, <laughs> I mean, literally spring, he ate McDonald's every Night. He's on the Ocho Cinco diet. Dude, he would just, he didn't have Ocho Cinco diet. He didn't have the genetics. He didn't have the genetics. He would come, I mean, 9 30, like clockwork, bro. He'd come out of my room, be like, hey, better make my run. You want to No, dude, I don't. What was the McDonald's? He was always double cheeseburger, large fry. All carbs. All the carbs. All the carbs. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't getting no salad. All the carbs. He ain't even, just go. He ain't get a wrap. I don't even know if McDonald's had wraps back then, bro. I mean, you know, that, that, that just probably came around in 2007, 2008 when they started yeah. getting wraps and putting them in the, yeah. So he calls me, uh, and he goes, hey, what do you think about switching to quarterback? I'm like, because you just broke. Chris saying, like, yeah, he can't, he can't run the offense like I needed to be ran. He said, but you can. I was like, okay. My first two questions I had for him, I said, uh, you think it's going to benefit the team more? He was like, yes. I said, well, okay. Are you going to take away my, take away my return duties? He goes, absolutely not. You're still going to do that. You're All-American today. I was like, cool. I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm fine. Look at there. A player that asks, will this help benefit the team? <laughs> we'll, get more, that's, that's, we'll get more to that later that on. Is we'll, we'll <laughs> that, that is rare. We'll get more to that later on, but go ahead. That is rare. That is rare. So we get back to school, and – he obviously had not had the conversation with Chris. So we, you know what I'm saying, the first team meeting and everything and stuff like that, you know, it's introductions. You got the freshmen that's coming in that's wide-eyed, don't know what the hell's about to hit them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they come in and they get introduced to the vets, the upperclassmen and everything, hey, such and such, such and such, such and such. And they're like, oh, shit, man, okay, cool. Get that. I'm like, hey, get that out your system now. I said, because the first time you get hit, you better wake up then, because if you keep wanting to get hit, you won't be here. Right. Some of them got it, some of them didn't. We used to call it the midnight train to Georgia. They leave in the middle of the night. Oh, middle of the night, brother. Middle of the night, bro. Hey, I don't, I don't think I've had a empty. I don't think I've had a guest on this show that went to college and had that conversation about their freshman year being like, No, I don't think I'm right ready for this. this. Look, man, look. That's a real thing, though. It's a very real yeah. thing, dude. And, and people don't understand it. And you'll get to practice the next morning. We, better yet, I should say, when you get up to run that next morning, you be like, Coach Carl now rolling. Such a, silence. You be like, Go on. and you hear that one prayer. Coach, I think he left. <laughs> oh, man. I, dude, we ain't two days in. He already yeah. gone? Out. Out, bro. But you know what I'm saying? Those that stay, like you said, that, 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 that mantra that people have, those that stay will be champions. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my, my senior year was, it was true. I was fortunate and blessed to play in three national championship games while I was in college. And so, so you did your entire senior year as the quarterback. Senior year quarterback, yeah. And so, so now, now you, get, you get done. You're, so you, you win the three national championships. How many did you win? We got one. You got one. We got one, yeah. Not, I mean, not a bad percentage. You know, what's that, 33%? Yeah, it's, not, it's, like, it's like LeBron numbers. True. Yeah, okay. That's why Jordan's the greatest. There you go. Yeah, okay, okay, then. Good. I'm, I'm good, glad we're on the same page with that. Um, so now it's it's draft preparation time. Absolutely. Right? So um, any all-star games that you go to, combine? I did, actually. Uh, I had an agent that reached out to me in 
couple coaches that talked to me after the season about you get the invite to the combine. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, like I got to start prepping for the combine and everything and stuff like that. And now you know, there's we in small school Oklahoma. There's no media training. Yeah, yeah. For this anything, there's you know I gotta get my stuff from the strength of this coaches who was our running back coach at the time. Get his workout stuff so I can go on and start doing it. And my coach at the time, <laughs> who who's like my father figure, right. he goes, man, all you gotta do is work on your forty. See how many times you can bench 225. <laughs> Coach, I don't think that's it. I'm pretty sure that's not all that's going to be at this combine. Like, I've watched it. Yeah. Like, I've seen, like, they actually do drills. And he was like, yeah, but when you can, you know, get Chris or one of the quarterbacks go out there and throw with you. I was like, okay, but, like, I need to – what routes am I going to run whatsoever? Right. Okay. Long story short, I don't get invited to the combine. I just have a pro day okay. at my school, which is fine. So they had a pro day at your school. And that's rare for one of the smaller schools. It's very schools. rare. It's very the smaller rare. schools, usually you have to go, all right, like it's Northwest Oklahoma yeah. State. You kind of have to call Oklahoma State and go, hey, Can when I is your pro day? Can that? I come work out at your pro day? Oh. But to have one at your school, that yeah. tells that, that I guess, that being in the three-national championship, there was kind of a little yeah. bit of a – And they were like, what the hell's going on out there? Right. They keep putting these players out. Yeah. So, like, my, my freshman year, we had five off that team that went. Okay. Two got drafted, the other three were, were uh, free agents. Okay. Uh, and so you're like, okay, they got some down there. Next year, we have another two or three go, get invited to camp and everything. So I'm like, damn, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Well, I got some buzz. Uh, we wound up having 18 teams come to our pro day. And it's really just me and two other guys, two of my other partners that play receiver. Okay. Uh, so we're all getting, you know what I'm saying, worked out as receivers and everything. Well, that day that they're coming, I don't know if you know anything about Northwest Oklahoma, it's pretty flat out there. So we get that, that, that cold that comes out of Colorado. Ooh. So it's sleet and icy rain coming down the day of the pro day. No indoor. We had, we, had, we had just literally the year before, not an indoor, we had the Alva Recreation Center okay. that was just south of our practice field. That's where we had to go and do our – Everything was done in there. Yeah. Five, ten, five, L drill. <laughs> Everything was done in there. Yeah. My 40 was done in there. So basically what they had to do, they had to mark off 40 yards. For 40 yards, if you're looking at a basketball court, corner to adjacent Angle. corner. Okay. A little bit. They, they yeah, yeah, yeah. closed off the bleachers, yep. made a little space. At the very end, they opened two doors that were down there. They came into the gym. So you had to run through the doors. They put a padding. They put like the like the the padding you would see for like a uh, the the high jump padding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuck it against the wall. <laughs> I had to just hit it. They were like, I ain't no need for you to slow down. Just hit it. It's <laughs> it's thick enough. <laughs> I don't know about this one, man. Don't look safe, Cole. You be all right. You be all right. We got to pad it. He was like, hey, he get one of this lineman. Oh, oh, see. You good? Nah, that yeah. that's not a test. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, screw it, screw it. We got to do. What we got to do. Uh. Obviously, I, I put up decent times for them. Uh, I think they liked me at a 4.55 and a 4.51. Okay. So, I think with all being said and conditions, I think they were okay. Well, the one coach who wanted to see me play safety, which I hadn't done since the first year I got there yeah. and never played it in college, I got immediately got switched to offense. He wants to work me out at safety. He's a Cowboys coach. Mm. And I was like, 
What? He was like, yeah, let me see what you got. Man, I must have did about three back pedals and a couple 45 degree spins. He was like, yeah, that's enough. Yeah, yeah you ain't playing no damn safety next level. What coach was it? You remember what coach dude, was? He was one of the scouts. What was his name, dude? Oh, man. Older guy. Older guy. He, he sits past. Okay. He sits past. Uh, but great dude. He had his dip in his mouth and everything. I was like, well, he fits in up here. Because a lot of my teammates dipped. Yeah. I was like, he fits in up here, but I don't know where he going to spit that. <laughs> That's the thing. Soon realized some of these boys didn't spit all the goddamn. I was like, oh, that's got to be the worst stuff in the world. So you get through the combine, and now we're draft day, right? Draft day. Actually, actually went and played okay. in the Las Vegas, Las Vegas All-American Classic. I got you. That was the senior bowl yep. I played in. Got you. Uh, got you. And, and that was funny because I'm playing with some guys there that I've watched on TV and everything and stuff. Uh, and, and one of the guys – Said something about my helmet. So, yeah, I realized when we first got there, we pretty much ran Nebraska's offense. Mm -hmm. Our workout stuff was geared toward them. Uh, we ended up getting Nebraska's uniforms. Mm. They had some old ones they used to wear. We got the hand-me-downs. Yeah. Got the hand-me-down gloves. Got the cleats. I'm like, God damn, we just going to be little Nebraska, <laughs> huh? But that's the offense we ran. Right. And so our helmets were black with the white end on it. So it looked like an off-color of Nebraska. Right. And one of the guys said, yeah, he said, cat over here got the bootleg Nebraska helmet. I was like, damn, okay. That's my own little piece of kind of hazing I got from right. them guys. That's first day on the bus going over. I meet Larry and my respect once the guy on that field. That's how you got to do it. You know, so it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, let me show you what we do at bootleg Nebraska then. And we're going up one-on-one -on -one and – I didn't even try to make a release on the first, on my first route. I put my head right through his chin and ran through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they was like, ooh, God. <laughs> he got up, of course, he was mad and everything wow. and all of that. I let him know from the jump how this week is going to go. Yeah. Since I'm bootlegging, I'm gonna let, I'm, I set the tone for the week. And that's how I got noticed by Coach Chris Hall. Mm. Uh, who was one of the scouts? Yeah, we call him Scout Jesus. Yep, that because he wore that hair like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Scout Jesus. Uh, so he was the guy who brought my personnel, my my personnel, and everything. Brought it to Parcells and my skills, and Parcells checked it out and liked what he saw. So seventh round, yep. pick two sixteen. Yep. They call your name. Absolutely. Where are you at? What are your thoughts? I was at the house, pissed. 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 Why pissed? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Now, this, no, no, wait. This is the guys coming from Northwest Oklahoma State. Correct. Right? Yes, you've done some things in the NAIA. Yeah, true. Had a good, decent, I mean, it, it wasn't the, you know, Reese's, you know, Senior Bowl or the East-West Shrine. It was, a, it was a decent bowl game, the Vegas bowl game. True. And you're pissed that you're a seventh-round pick. Absolutely. Why? Because talking to my agent, I've been talking to some scouts, they were saying fourth, fifth round. Mm. Fourth, fifth round came. Sixth round came. Seventh round came. And you got to realize throughout these whole draft, that's back when the draft was two days. Right. It wasn't no prime time, money right. maker right. on Thursday, then Friday, then Saturday. Right. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't right. a whole, you know, it wasn't a whole fellas trip weekend. Right, right, type right. Of right. Uh, and so I wrote down every name drafted in front of me and I put a star by every receiver 
on prayer. It just was my motivation. I've always you know, been. That's just what I did. I was like, I was like him. I'm like he was at Dallas Day with me. Can't, can't catch yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like he was too. And it, it was just like, ah, dang, they got all these dudes that going ahead of me. That I'm like, dude can't play now. I say that because you know what I'm saying. Six, seven years later, still playing in the league. There weren't many of us from that draft class that were still, still on teams. teams. Yeah. yeah. That's why I go to set up like, see, these teams messed around. Yeah. They could have gave me some more bonus money. <laughs> Hell, got me right here playing on seven, seven round contract. So that's why I was pissed. So that's 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 pretty much how I approached going into the league. But now, but but now, okay, Dallas says we like you, and because mm-hmm. some people will say. Dog, if you're going to get drafted in the seventh round, you might as well just let me be a free agent. Then I can pick and choose where I go. But you're a Dallas kid. Absolutely. You're from the DFW. You're, you're from DeSoto. So that kind of has to be. Oh, man. I'm pissed, but I'm home. I'm home. I'm, I'm, I'm at the crib. Like, I can, I can stay at mama in them house. No. And, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. You, I, know you, I know you ain't yeah. saying that. Yeah, absolutely but not. if you wanted to, I can stay at mama in them house and still go to practice and if, get. You know what I'm saying? If push came to shove. And I was desperate yeah. in every apartment building <laughs> around. Said, man, we ain't got no vacancy. Yeah. That, oh, damn. Where wasn't the extended stays on yeah. I've been in that. <laughs> I'm not going back, mama. So now you're in Dallas, and you're now under the great Bill Parcells. Absolutely. Right? This is, this is the big tuna, right? This, yes. is, this, is the, this is one of those coaches that's, I mean, he's a, he's a champion. Everyone talks about the, the makeup of Bill Parcells and how yeah. he didn't take no – and it didn't matter who you was. And it didn't matter who you yeah. was. Boy, we love those coaches in the NFL nowadays. <laughs> Sheesh. So you, so you get there, and now, because this is important, did you feel when you walked into the Cowboys facility or in the program, did you feel that mystique of, because you're a fan of the Cowboys, I mm-hmm. presume. Absolutely. Right? But so this is from the outside looking in. Now you're in the building. Did you feel that? And you're, I, in, and you're in the same building that, Troy, Michael, Michael, Emmett, yeah, all those boys, yeah, we're in. You feel Deion, that, Charles, all of those. These are all Hall of Famers. Correct. Do you feel that now when you walk into Valley Ranch and you're like, you know what I'm saying? You you do, but you try not to be in awe of it. Okay. Because as you start to 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 be there, you start learning that these guys still come around often. Often. So it ain't like just a, a high and by you never see them. Right. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's it's often. It's a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, regular. And yeah, exactly. Smith. Correct. Right. Easily. Uh, and so you just know what that star growing up here, you know what that star represents. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, them cats got three Super Bowls. Did you in my feel, lifetime, they got three of them. Did so. you feel a sense of entitlement or did you feel a sense of obligation oh, no. that we now have to put, put together, together something, something correct? To, to rival that. Correct. To, 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 keep, to keep that and, and, spirit and, alive. And being that you grew up also watching the Cowboys play against yeah. Parcells mm-hmm. and the Giants. the Giants. And then watching him go to New England and go to the Super Bowl. Right. Watching him go to the Jets and go to the AFC Championship game. It's like, we, 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 we got something. Yeah. We in for it. We in for it. They had just came off 10 or 6 year. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, it's on. Yeah, no, you get slapped in the face quick. So what is your initial feel 
for Bill Parcells, right? Because you enter into this thing and Boy. now you're like, this is Bill Parcells. And what is that, what is that initial conversation that you may have had with him, if any? Um, but also, what is the initial feel of now I'm playing for Bill Parcells? Like, was that, a, was that like a, is that an eye-opening experience? Like, this is way different than I expected. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you realize the, the, the first day we get there, uh, so, you know, the week after the draft is rookie minicamp. Correct. The first day we get there, dude, you know he basically had his own mini combine? So you had to do it again. I was like, man, we, we done yeah, with this. Right, right. <laughs> Another 40? Yeah. <laughs> I call my numbers in the book. What? So everybody like, yeah, for real. I mean, he, we did the circuit, bro. He did the 40. He did the vertical. He did the 225. I hadn't been 225 no more since I had my, right. my, my, my pro day. Right. I was just like doing my workouts and stuff, doing some running everything. I wasn't working on 40 starts. Mm -hmm. So it was different. I think I did 13 off of pure adrenaline. And just not to be the only one. And fear. And, adrenaline and, and fear. fear. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. And so we get out there <laughs> and we run our 40. I don't even, I don't even think he told nobody the times. Mm. I just remember I had Ty Haley, who was our receiver coach. And, you know, he thought he was a mini Parcells mm -hmm. at time. Like they say your coaches usually take on the head coach's kind of personality. What, what, what Ty wasn't really up Parcells. But he started to try to act like that and everything. And so after we do that and everything, you know, we start going into meetings and getting ready to try to do some install and everything, just base, base stuff and everything. And, you know, <laughs> one of the receivers go, hey, Cole, what, you know, what are we running? Now, now you, there was only four of us. Right. You take every rep, every special team rep, every, right? So, like, this is – and it's two-a-days. And it's fully padded back then. Full, well, we didn't go fully padded. Okay. It was just – it was shells. Uh, but you remember I said it's four of us. Yeah. Well, run the receivers, Newsom, who was from Oregon State. About thirty minutes into practice, <laughs> he pulled his hamstring. Ooh. He out. Now it's three. It's three of us. We haven't even done the. We haven't even done the, the three receiver set stuff. Right. So I was like, ooh, dang, yeah. So it's three of us. All right, we're gonna have to alternate this stuff. But it, it, it helped, I think, all three of us because now we got to learn all the positions. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just X and Z. Now you need to know X and Z. Right. Do that. We go into team period. And about the fourth play into team period, I make an outcut. Catch the ball. Well, I feel something. I hear something pop. I heard it pop. I thought it was just my tape. Mm. Go back to the. Go back to the huddle, get ready to, you know what I'm saying, get ready to break, call to play. I break, I take a step, and I just hit the ground. Told my plan of fashion. Mm. Didn't even know it. Told my plan of fashion. I was like, I think I'm okay. I went to step again and, and fell again. That's two of them, dude. When I was like, uh, luckily we were almost done with practice right there. Uh, so that was that. I go, they do the test. It was like, yeah, it's, it's torn. I was like, what does that mean? Like, well, we're going to put you in this boot and everything, start this treatment, let's accelerate it and everything to get there. He said, now it's just about pain tolerance. Right. Says, it's best that you completely tore it right. versus just a, a, a small tear. Right. Do that. They put me in a 90-degree boot that I sleep in that it goes around my calf and straps and holds in place. Mm. I got to sleep in that thing. You turn the Velcro, rubbing your leg. I was like, man, 
I don't miss no practice though. I literally just went out there and limped around and every every plant step I took, it felt like somebody just had a knife just doing that. But what it did was it earned his respect. Cause he was like, okay, this cat here just I almost cussed. Yeah. Now you can but, cuss. But, okay, okay. <laughs> he was like, this fucking here's tough. Yeah. So I I, I which back then, my respect. which back then, those coaches and, and some what now, but back yeah. then that was a real thing, right? That was like, a very I, real thing. And, and those How, rookie mini camps, because he's like, okay, if they tell him it's just about pain tolerance, okay, that he can't do any more damage right. whatsoever, it's gonna heal. Once he leaves here, gets back to his campus, he can start getting treatment and everything and stuff. He'll get it while he's here, but nothing else is gonna mess up anything. Now it's just mentally. Now, now it's just my pain tolerance. I got a high pain tolerance. Right. So I just like, hey, I'm seven, like you said, seventh rounder. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got, I got to get this. I got to get this. Uh, so did that. Didn't miss any practice. Uh, finished out that rookie mini camp. Uh, and I remember getting back. Uh, so we finished out that rookie mini camp. Now we have, I have graduation the next, the next weekend, okay. and then the week after that. We back here and we started. Shout out to graduating though. Let's not forget that. I you, told, to you told moms I'm graduating. I'm graduating. I told her you that. graduated. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. Perfect. And so we get back, and you get back. It's like you right into it. They had the big dogs. You, you right into it. The, boy, the big dogs there already. Yeah, they was there already. So now we got to jump in and get in where we fit in. Correct. So now let's talk about that roster, right? Because okay. this is 2007, okay. six, four. I'm sorry, four. This is four, right? So this four. Give me some of the names that are on that on that 2004 roster. You want to you want the offense? Sure. You want offense? Okay. This this is the funny thing about it. Quarterback, we got Quincy Card at the time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think he quit that book of sugar though. Okay. Which is which is good. Though. I've heard that he's he's definitely improved and and he's been better. Shout out to Quincy Carter. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, you shouldn't. But that's okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, Quincy's there. Richie Anderson. Okay. They bring in Eddie George. Mm, that's right. Yeah, we bring in Eddie. Right. Uh, offensive line-wise. Now, mind you, we got Quincy Carter, but then Vinny Testaverde comes. Mm -hmm. So we get Vinny. <laughs> uh, offensive line, we got Flozell. We got Larry Allen. Andre Girard. Got a young Dre. Got, got a young Dre. Got a young got Dre. Got a young Dre. Young Dre. I think that was the first year he ended up starting. Yeah. Al Johnson was at center. Dre was at guard. Okay. Uh, and so you got you got those guys. Uh, my receivers were Keyshawn Johnson and the late great Terry Glenn. So it's like, hey, these boys, they parcels guys. They yeah. they know what it, it takes and everything. Right. And I end up getting the number eighty four. Well, at the beginning of the season or during rookie minicamp and, and training camp and everything, I had number fourteen. This is before. They were letting everybody wear the, the teenage numbers and everything right. and stuff. Like, once you made the roster, you had to get an eight or something. Yep. Keyshawn had already lobbied when he was in New York to be able to get 19. And so he was kind of grandfathered in. Right. So he got to wear his 19. Well, I get, I get 81. You know, they were like, hey, we got to get you out of that 14. We got to get. I was like, 80 number. Why? Just, okay. And give me 81. I had no sentimental value to me. Nothing whatsoever. They trade and get Quincy Carter, not Quincy Carter, uh, Quincy Morgan. Mm -hmm. Q was 81. He liked number 81. That's what he wore in college. He wore it in Cleveland. Didn't mean nothing to me. He was like, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? I'll give you a little something for that number. <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> it's yours. 
What was the, what, 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 you remember the, what he gave He gave me 10 stacks for it. Ooh. You rookie? Back rookie? That's hey. big back then. That's like, big back then. Like, that's yours. Yeah. Because if, if, if he really wanted to argue the facts. Correct. He could have got it for free. He could have like coach. Well, he, he I need anyone. Yeah, he right. Better. He understood yeah. the game and said, yeah. "Here you go, Rook. I got yeah. ten stacks for you." So I was like, "Cool." So I got eighty-four. Well, I get eighty-four, and all I could think about was, "Damn, I got this number." If you're a Cowboys fan, you know eighty-four was Jay Novacek. Mm -hmm. Jay Novacek was known to have great hands. He was Troy's outlet guy, kind of like how Witten became Romo's guy. And I was like, "Okay, I got, I got to catch the ball there." That's one thing I'm gonna pride myself. I'm gonna make sure I catch this ball, uh, and I did. And so, well, when I get 84, Parcells made me basically be Terry Glenn's understudy. Mm. So he was like, every time I see 83, I better see 84 shortly behind. I was like, come on now, Coach, really? If he goes and gets in the cold tubs, you're in the cold tub. <laughs> if I see him getting ice in the training room, you probably need to be in there getting it as well. Yeah. Like, Which is solid advice, though. It's very solid advice. Right? Like, like when you think about it, like you That's think how I learned how to be a pro. There you go. That's how I learned how to be a pro. Okay. Yeah. This, this is an interesting tidbit right here. So, rookie year, you know, and I was a Reebok guy. And Terry Glenn was a Reebok guy. That was the official brand of the Cowboys. Uh, the, 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 the league. The NFL. Yes. The NFL. Yeah. Uh, because they, they gave me more money coming into the league than Nike did. Mm -hmm. Okay. A couple years after that, Nike came back around. Yeah. Uh, but... You got Nike money? Nike yeah. was stingy with that money. They were very stingy. Nike would give you I, all I, I of, did a little bit. Yeah. I did a little bit. Nike would give you all the merch in the world. The Nike, Nike would give you $100,000 in, yeah, in merch money, they, and give you $5 to yeah, yeah. so watch a caller, right? Like, yeah. but, but all right, go ahead. You got, you got the Reebok money. I got the Reebok money. And so it's probably about, man, four or five weeks into the season. And I didn't know, bro. I'm coming from NAIA school. Yeah. Brother, we got one pair of cleats. I brought my own. I had one pair of cleats for the season. Then the ones that I practiced in, I wore my own. I wore Nikes during the, during the game. Yeah. I always did, the whole time I was there. And so I didn't know we had. Go to the window. Exactly. Didn't know Go that. Didn't know that. So it's about, you know, week five, week six, dude. <laughs> TZ came to, he sat down to me, he said, hey, kid, uh, Man, them shit started to look bad, dude. You started to make us look bad. I was like, what, dude? What's wrong with my show? I said, TG, they broke in, and they feel good, dog. I said, this is what I got. He was like, man, you got a whole shoe locker back there full of clear. I was like, back where? <laughs> and I never know. Remember Coach K? Yeah. For the game, Coach, Coach K would always come, and he'd be like, hey, man, you know what cleats you want and everything. I was like, I got my cleats in the locker. Okay. Never, never, never said. He never once said, hey, but you do have other cleats right. back here. Cleats, gloves, warm weather, cold weather. I had it so I was like, what is he talking about? He was like, man, go to the window and ask K, man. <laughs> go back there. And training room was open. This is when I, at our lunch at our lunchtime. Mm -hmm. So K's back there. He's doing some stuff, him and Bucky. And I said, K, TG said something about me having more cleats. He was like, yeah, I ask you every week, do you need some more cleats? <laughs> I was like, I mean, like, but where they at, though? Like, I don't. I don't see him in my locker. He was like, no, we keep him back here so you have space. Man, dude, he went to my locker. And you remember how Bruce Leroy looked when he got the magic touch? Yeah. And that gold came off him? That's how I looked when he opened. I was like, um, I was like, well, I'll be down. When I got I got cleats. From then on, I started switching my cleats. Look fresh. Every three weeks. Look fresh. I was fresh. Look fresh. 
And TZ, he, like, I was like, TZ. Yeah, you see, in there? You see like, me? All right, good, good, good. Because we were about to find you in the yeah. receiver room. I mean, you can't find me for cleats, man. Yeah, you, was, you had to look looking bad. Yeah, because you had the gloves, the cleats. Yeah, you can, you can go and get all my cleats yeah. and everything. And I would just, I had about three gloves that I just had on rotation. Yeah. And they was, the Velcro stank. was starting not sticking. They, they were stinking. Yeah. I know they stink. Like, hey, you got to step this up. You got to step, that's part of being a professor. He said, you got to step this yeah. up. I went and bought like two or three suits straight off the rack. They wasn't cut to me, just oversized. But that, but, that but, was, granted, but back that was then, the style. Back then, you could wear you the wore Steve, Steve Harvey suits. suits. Yes, yeah. you wore the Steve Harvey suits. That's what you suits. could do. Absolutely. Bro, TZ was like, nah, man, you, nah, dude, you, you, uh-uh, this ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work. That's back, you know, the shirts was bigger too. Yep. You know, that's when you had to, that's when I learned how to do the French cufflinks. Yeah. And everything. But you know, it'd be, it'd be bust up yeah. on the jacket because this place be big. <laughs> and, I, and I had to learn how to get my dress game together for the road trips. They're like, nah, dude, you got it, you got it, you got to have a nice suit, man. He said, because when we get off these planes, the cameras are going to be there. When we go to these games, you're getting off the bus, the cameras are going to be there. You don't know if it's going to be on you or where it's going to be. You might be in the background shot. But you need to look decent. Right. You gotta look right and everything. So he so he introduced me to uh, this company called LAV. Okay. And they would come around. They had a lot of guys on the team that got suits from them. And so they they came around and he would have me. Then he then he ended up having another guy that he got that just worked with him pretty much, named Ricky. And Ricky did our custom stuff. We ordered the week. He would literally bring it to the game. Mm. For the following week and whenever the next time you was gonna have to wear your suit and everything. And he was a lot cheaper than LV. Yeah, yeah. So I love Ricky. <laughs> he was a lot cheaper. He was probably about 35 cents cheaper. Yeah. Because it was just him. He ain't had no big overhead. So it was just him. So I was like, oh yeah. Uh so I did that. Started getting like they always say, you look good, you play good. Mm-hmm. I started feeling better about myself a little bit and everything. It's the cleats. You got good cleats. I got good cleats too. I got good cleats too. I got good cleats too. Uh and I just started following TG, just about everything he did. And I'm listening to him, I'm listening to Keyshawn, and I'm just, whatever vet I can pick brain, dude, that's who I'm, that's what, and then we had Dietrich Ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came from the Jets as well. So we got the five vets, I mean the three vets, and we got me and Terrence Copper, the two rookies. Yep. That's it. People don't understand that back then, bro, we only traveled basically with four if we traveled with five receivers, that was a luxury. Right. Parcel didn't travel with all them receivers like that. And so when we got those five together, then you know we don't have that many in the in the in, in the the team room. Right. It's five of us, and I think he had two other two, maybe one other one, maybe, rookie that was on the practice squad. Right. Uh that he bring in. And so I'm I'm, I'm with TG all the time and we didn't have cold tubs per se at Northwestern Oklahoma State. So I ain't getting cold tubs, right. brother. The, the one time I had to try to get in the cold bucket was I had a sprained ankle trying to get ready to play for that next week. And I couldn't barely keep it in there about 30, 45 seconds. I was yanking that thing about it. I was too cold. Like, you got to keep it in there. So picture trying to go in from about the stomach down in that cold water like that. And so this was Parcel was making everybody go. And you basically kind of went as positions. Oh, man. 
So it's my first time. I'm, I'm really getting in the cold tub. Really getting in the cold tub. TG gets in. Flozell is sitting in one next to him. And Flozell getting ready to get out. Flo gets out. TG goes and gets in. And I'm sitting there just staring at the water. <laughs> he was like, man, get your ass in. <laughs> TG, I don't know if I can do it, though. I, I, I really don't know if I can do it, man. You know Flo. Flo like, man, get your ass in the tub. I'm like, and when Flo say stuff yeah, like, yeah. like, people don't realize, like, Flo is a large human being. Do this, though, man. So I go on, get in. I'm about to knees down. They was like, man, sit your ass down. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I get out of there. I get out of there. I couldn't do it. It started, it started, it started hurting. It started hurting. They was like, dude. So that's back when you know, used to have the milk crates. So you could sit on it, and it would only be hit, like, yeah. the top of the yeah. thigh. Yeah. So it was just enough to get in there. He was like, man, get the crate. Sit on the crate then. And, do that. You know, Flo's like, F that. Get that crate. Get your ass in there. I'm like, man, God, dog, bro. So I go ahead, let my nuts drop. Because next Flo is going to grab you and put I, you He's going to get me and throw me in yeah. there. I don't want that one. Yeah, yeah. I want that. Cause yeah. Then there's everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't want that one. I go ahead, get the, pull the, the, the milk crate out. I get in there. And I, and I kept going down. I didn't know it was that deep, and I kept going down. So then I just, I just, I just locked, my, I locked my arms out. I locked my arms out. I mean, it's hitting. It's hitting. Oh, I'm in there for about 45 seconds, maybe 48, and everything locked up. And I couldn't hold myself up no more. My whole body went to shock. I started sinking. <laughs> I started sinking, dude. Man, you, you would have thought that I wasn't really in danger, dude. Flozell picks me up and just throws me over the side. And him and TG can't stop laughing. I'm like, y'all really are wrong for this, dude. I almost drowned. Hey, man, you ain't almost drowned, man. Come on, man. Stop. I'm like, I almost drowned, dude. I can't, y'all let me, y'all left me out there like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a while before I got back into the cold tub, dude. Yeah. It was probably about another week before I went and tried it again. Then once you, once you get into it, you get used to it, then it just becomes routine. But then it just became like my happy place after prayer. I look forward to that thing. I get in that cold tub for about a good 20, 30 minutes, get out, get in the hot tub, let it flush. Yeah. It's time to go now, brother. It's time to go. I don't think people realize, they don't understand how important that cold tub is. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's not about being healthier. It's preventative maintenance. It's getting your legs ready for that next day right. that you're going to be running. And that's the part that when you hear it, you hear it a lot of times, you tell young, lot of young athletes, learn how to be a professional. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right? Learning how to be a professional is understanding the preventative. Correct. Understanding, yep. like, nah, don't just leave. This is prevention. Yeah, like, like, get in the cold tub, yeah, right? Like, absolutely. go, hey, you know what? Stretching after practice. Stretched. Absolutely, go, yeah. Like, all these things now, because when you first get there, you like, practice over. I'm out. Yeah. And no. then you, know, you see the vets like, why are the vets sticking around here? What they doing? What they doing? Yep. And then and you realize this is why the guy's been in it for 10 years. Right up in that thing. Yeah. yeah. Right, I'll be right there behind TZ. I'll be like, all right. So. You're getting the cold tub? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's go. So you get through your rookie season and now things are progressing for Patrick Creighton, right? Yeah. Like now you're now becoming, you're getting in the good graces of, of Parcells, of, of Parcells yeah, right? He, yeah. he, he is, you, you took heed to follow around TG. Yeah. Follow around Keyshawn. Learn what these guys are doing. Now you find yourself not only in the special teams game, but you find – take a time out. Speak about just how important – if you if you a late-round pick – Oh, if yeah, you, you better uh, be on special teams. 
speak to that oh just for briefly how Yo. important that is to keep yourself on a roster. So, so, so watch this. This, this is the funny thing. So now, let me ask this question. We'll get right back to that. Is Joe Avanzano your special teams coach? Who's no, your special teams coach that time? Joe's not there. Uh, Brewster Haven. Okay, okay, Brewster, Brewster Haven. Haven. I got you. Who, okay, so people don't know who Brewster Haven is. Brewster Haven was a special teams coach for Buffalo during the music, during the music City Mirror when they lost to Tennessee. Tennessee, got My you. My brother-in-law was on Buffalo squad. Ah. So Wade got a chance to coach my brother-in-law as well as myself. Gotcha. Uh, but, yes, being on special teams, let's see. Uh, Parcells had me working as the holder on uh, field goals. Field goal. I was the up back on punt. PP. I was the – yeah, I was press protector. I was the – I was a work return guy. Uh, and I was working like the L2, L3 on kickoff coach. Oh, you got it easy. And I'm glad I never got to – I didn't want to go cover nobody's kickoffs. Blood. I was in the L5 category. <laughs> I was R5, L5. See, you, what, what happened was – see, Keith kind of made it rough for anybody that came after him with that position. You're talking about Keith Davis. Keith Davis, yeah, because yep. – KD was a man child. Yeah. He didn't care. He would no, just he was take a, all he was 205. And, yeah. and that's what you get. That's when you can have the wedge. Yeah, yeah. No, four man wedge. Yeah, four man wedge. They Hands together. Hand, hey, locked up and linked up. Lineman. Yeah. 300 pounds a piece. Yep. You're talking about 1,000 pounds yeah. that you got. Getting a, getting a head start on you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He you gotta, would just run and just launch himself into yeah. the <laughs> And I've seen him put many of 300 pounders down with his 205. Yeah. No, you can. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's gonna it's hurt. It's a mentality. It's a mentality. It's a mentality you gotta have. But uh, yeah, when you get in there, go introduce yourself to the special team coach. I mean, that's 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 first and foremost. And so, I mean, I made sure I did that with every special team coach that I've ever had. First time we had team meeting or special team meeting, I went introduce myself, plain and simple. What is, what what was some of in, during practice meetings, whatever? Like, what was some of the moments like with Bill Parcells? Um, that you were like. Oh, like, you want a Parcellsism? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Dude, I, I, ooh, man, I got, a, I got a box full of them. Yeah, dude. we got time. I got a we box got full tape. of them. Uh, I remember him having a conversation with me uh, midway through rookie year. And he goes, hey, hey, you know what? I think you're starting to get it. I don't think the lights are too big for you. It's not too bright in here for you. You're starting to get it. You understand it. You still don't know shit, <laughs> but you're better. Compliment sandwich. I, I do, yeah. Compliment, yeah. put you be like, okay, at least I know something though, coach. Right. Okay, that, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that. And I remember him coming. I used to love Parcells because Parcells would come and talk to you about stuff other than football. And he comes to me. He goes, hey, 84, what kind of, what, 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 what you driving these days? I said, coach, I got a truck. Said, what kind of truck you got? Chevy Avalanche. Okay, okay, that's good. That's a that's a good car. That's a good car. That's a good 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 car to have and everything. It's quality, everything. Not expensive. Not expensive. He said, don't go blow all your money on all these cars. Not until you made something. Right. And you haven't made shit. <laughs> so don't go buying all those cars and everything. Where are you staying at? Coach has got a townhouse up the street from here. Okay, that's good. That's good. I said, I got a good deal on it too, coach. That's good. That's good. Save your money. Save your money. Mind you now, week eight, nine. We still banging full pads. Mm -hmm. And he looks at me and he goes, he goes, hey, if you keep it up and you stay working at this and everything, you should be able to play 12, 13 years. And back in my mind, 
man, if every year is going to be like that, <laughs> I don't want to play 12 13, man. God <laughs> dang, you are beating the crap out of us, yeah. dude. But it, it, it went to play is that's what he wanted was a mentally tough football player and a mentally tough team. That's what he, he would play those games with you. He would do stuff like if it was too hot for him, we go in the bubble. Remember, that's when we had that's before we had the bubble fell down right. and everything. We go in the bubble. But he wasn't gonna turn no AC on. He was gonna open one door at the opposite end. <laughs> to get the flow through with Dude, that was the, that what? was it. He was like, you see that right there? That's the light at the end of the tunnel. That's all you're getting. <laughs> Man, take us back outside. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. God, now you got us in the hot box. In the here, hot, man. it's hotter in the it's bubble. Hot and just take at least we yeah. get some air. Yeah. Mm-mm. You want to see how tough he's gonna be? And so you, you know, you work through all this, and now like things are happening for you, right? And to go from a seventh round pick, mm-hmm. you're on. A, I'm on a rookie contract. Yep. Right. Now it's it's payday. It's coming up on payday. It's coming yeah. up on payday, yeah. right? And Parcells wasn't there when I got paid, though. He wasn't. He wasn't. So this time so – so, so I played out my first three on my rookie deal. Right. And then I was a restricted gotcha. free agent. So they so they, they played around and they ended up giving me the second Took round. Around tenure. tenure. Got it. That was like one of some change, like one point yeah, some yeah, change. One, it was one three, I think it yeah. was. So I was first time like, shit, I ain't turning that down. Right, of course. And so I remember the new the new coach staff, I guess, when, that's when Wade, Wade got there, Garrett, Coach Shern. Skip P, all them boys was there. Uh, and we get in there the first day we get back to uh, OTAs. All right, before we get there, I do want to ask one question before we, before we pass through the Bill Parcells okay. era. Um, there is Sean Payton on that staff. There were, oh, first two years I had Sean Payton. You had Sean no, Payton. What, it, what was it to work under Sean Payton? When you talk about precise – you, if he attention tells you, to detail. Attention to detail. If he tells you 10 to 12 on a curl, you better hit 12 and be coming back. Don't be at 11. Don't be at 13. You better be at 12 and coming back. If he tells you a nine stop and you at eight, it's probably a pick. If you're at 10, the ball's gonna, you're going to miss the ball because you're going you're gonna to turn your head around late. But it was, it was attention to every detail. You watch me go and draw up stuff on the – the board and everything. That's where I get it from. Because when I say we were drilled this in freaking installation, dude, it was bro, it's, it's precise. It better be. He's like, quarterback's taking five and letting it go. And if you ain't there, that's on you. So you got Sean Payton, his attention to detail. Yep. But there's also a young Tony Romo in this mix. Very young Tony Romo. Yeah. Very young yeah, Tony yeah. Romo, right? So Rose, Rose in his second year, Rose is still the third string quarterback. Because right. we had, we end up, my rookie, we end up, we end up having a Vinny Testaverde. Uh, then we had Drew Henson. Yeah. Who was who be, was the backup, the baseball. And then you got Roma. Right. And then two in 2005, we get Drew Bledsoe. Mm. And it's like, okay, God dang. Okay, well, who's, you know, what, what's that? And me and, and it's crazy. Me and Terrence Lemmy used to talk about this all the time. Uh, probably 2005 going into 2006. We was like, man, you know what? He came to me and we were sitting on the sidelines in between, in between uh, teams and everything. He goes, dude, he said, he said, I'm looking to see what Roe going to do. I said, dude, me too. I said, because we've been, we've been practicing with each other. <laughs> so I'm like, sure, hopefully it looked for me, you know, and everything. Yeah. And then when he got put into the starting lineup at halftime during the New York Giants game. What year was uh, that? 2006. 2006. 2006. And it, it was funny because we come in to the locker room. 
and all the coaches is in Parcells' quarters. Nobody's saying nothing. It's kind of quiet in there and everything. We like, damn, everybody can say, I think he's going to make a change. I'm like, for real? I'm like, dang, okay. He came out of the office, and he was like, nine, you're up. And walked out. Just like that. Oh, he said. That was all was said at halftime, bro. There was no other. He didn't address the rest of the team, no nothing. He's like, nah, you're up. I don't even think he even told Bledsoe, because Bledsoe was sitting next to him. <laughs> he was sitting next to him. I was like, damn, that's all. That's how he told him, huh? And that was the start of Tony Romo, Tony Romo yeah. right? Halftime of a game, nine, you're in, and you move forward, right? Move forward. And so um, you get through that season, and, and Romo's developing, you're developing, the chemistry is coming, yeah. all this stuff is coming together, right? right. And then um, um, this roster begins to get loaded. Yeah, through yeah. the draft. Well, I'm, we're talking about Demarcus Ware. We're oh, talking absolutely. about we're talking about yeah, uh, yeah. Spears. Spears we're talking about Anthony. Uh, uh, um, I remember um, we got Marion that same year. Marion Barber. Uh, what's we ended up getting some. We ended up getting some. some you guy. had Anthony Jason Fasano. Witten, Anthony Fasano. Yeah, we ended up getting. Some, did you some play? Guys. With, did you? Were you? You weren't there with Dan Campbell. Yeah, they you, you, so you had. So you had yeah. rookie. You had Dan. Yeah. Cam, you had the. That, now that's funny, because because you know DC, DC coaches like Parcel. That's why I'm not surprised what Detroit's doing. And Aaron Glenn's there. Yes. And Aaron, if anybody knows Aaron Glenn, he's all of five nine. He a pit bull. But, but he a pit bull. Exactly. He's a he's a he's a deranged Frenchie. He a pit bull. <laughs> he's a deranged Frenchie. They try to bite everything. Yeah. But they don't leave you alone. Yeah. They don't leave you alone. <laughs> that's that's AG. Yeah. That's AG. Uh, so I'm not shocked with Detroit's at because I'm like, he's gonna bring that mentality up there. Because people laugh. Stuff. People laughed at the bite the kneecaps bite the and kneecaps bite him again like, and like he. I was like. No, that's Parcells all damn day. I'm yeah. just telling you. Because Dan played for him at the Giants, then at Dallas. Yeah. Uh, and so the core of our guys were Parcells guys. Yep. That's the thing. So when 2007 came, we go 13-3. and three. That wasn't a shock to us. We were like, we've been in this thing for three years. The core building of us, this. three, four years together building yeah. this. So that wasn't a shock to us. Uh, and so – Give you my Dan, my Dan Campbell uh, story. So we're fans here on this show, unfiltered. We're fans of the, the Motor City Dan Campbells. We're, absolutely, we're, we're absolutely. fans of Dan Campbell. So, so DC, this is when you know Parcells. That's a whole other ball game because Parcells started off training camp with live goal line. I'm looking. I said, did he just say live goal line? Yeah, and he meant every word of it. Live, tackle to the ground. Yeah. Four downs, inside the five. Man. Best 11 wins. Tackle to the ground. For those of you who don't know, like, that is – that's war. That's war. Like, that is – and to start yeah. training – and I love the mentality because he's, he's saying, we're going to be tough. That's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be, be a be tough, tough football team. Yeah, like, we're, like we're, we're, we're not going to pussyfoot around yeah. this thing. Uh-uh. To start training camp day one, yeah. full pads, and go goal line, yeah. the mentality, the culture is saying – if you aren't tough, you won't be here. Yeah. So, so Dan's, this is probably on third and goal. I think we're like, we've moved up to like the two. Well, you know, quarterback sometimes may give a different check at mm-hmm. the line of scrimmage. He gives an audible. I guess Witt didn't quite hear it. <laughs> so, we're 13 personnel. <laughs> Dan's sitting here. Witt's like where you're at, kind of off. Yeah. And you see Witt going, Dan, what's the play? What did he check to? What did he do? Dan didn't bat out. He didn't look his way or nothing. And I was like, damn. 
messed up. Then goes, motherfucker, you should have been listening. <laughs> I'm like, God dang. That's cold right now. <laughs> I was like, damn, this could hurt the play right here. Dan wasn't trying to hear that. He was like, no, you're going to learn. You're, you, this, is, this is which second year? Yeah. Oh, no, you're going to learn this, player. Yeah. You better be paying attention in the home. and <laughs> heard the check. I was like, well, mommy not to ask Dan what the play was. <laughs> they ain't doing that one. But that was just that mentality that we had. Right. The, the, the one time Parcells ripped me a new asshole, we are working on – Two-minute offense. Remember Parcells? Not even two-minute offense. Situational okay. football. Parcells would stop practice in the middle of practice. And he'd be like, offense up. Give me 11 personnel. Look at the quarterback. He goes, hey, it's third and seven. You got no timeouts. You got seven seconds left. Need a field goal to win from the plus 48. That's it. Let's go. So that's that situation. Let's mm-hmm. go. Quarterback need to know. We, we, we better all be on the same page. TG's got to clear out. Take it on up the sidelines. Get man. Speed out. Get my eight yards. Well, instead of getting my eight and going get right out of, out of bounds. bounds. I'm counting the seconds in my, in my head. I'm like, okay, that was three. <laughs> I take it up about another four or five yards. Then I get out. Parcells is on the sidelines where I go out of bounds at. He literally looked down the sidelines, dude. And you remember in Malcolm X, when Malcolm put his hand up like that? Yeah, yeah. And pointed? And pointed, yeah. Parcel did this. You see everybody do this back up. <laughs> All I heard was, oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm going back. What you doing? You, you being a hero? Now. Do I need those extra five yards? Me, thinking I'm giving the smart answer, I was like, no, nah, Coach. I said, but I counted in my head, I was getting the kicker, a better kick, a closer kick. I didn't ask you to get my kicker a better kick. I pay him the kick, so he better make it. You get me what I need to get and get your ass out of bounds. <laughs> yeah. Everybody just came through and just hit me with the – it's all right, dog. You all right, dog. It's all right, dog. It's all right. <laughs> TG was like, man, get your ass out of bounds next time. I was like, TG, man, but we, we still had time. Man, I don't care. Get your ass out of bounds. I learned then. Yeah. Get my ass out of bounds. And, and so now, like that 2007, I always look at that roster, like that 2007 mm-hmm. roster. We had 13 Pro Bowls. 13 Pro Bowls. That roster was insane. Yeah, 13 Pro Bowlers, dude. Insane. Yep. In freaking sane. Damn near the whole line. Damn near the whole O line went. TG went. I mean, not TG. Uh, T.O. went. Witt goes. Romo goes. Marion goes. Like, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous, bro. So you mentioned the name. Throughout that time, T.O. comes. T.O. came in 06, yeah. So he was not a Parcells favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so this goes back to when people talk about Jerry meddling and stuff. Oh, absolutely. This, oh, wasn't, this wasn't a Bill Parcells trade. This was not a Parcells trade. move, no. This was. This is the Jerry move. This is the Jerry move. This is, Jerry right? move. This is yeah. a Jerry move. This is. What is T.O. like? Like, what is he as a, as a player, uh-huh. as a person? And how Dude, did that dynamic work in the locker room and on this, the field this, at that time? This, this is the crazy thing about 8-1. I think a lot of media – You'll never hear teammates 
So right. he was a horrible teammate. Right. He didn't show up to play. Just Donovan McNabb. Yeah, Donovan, well, that's, Donovan, personal. Donovan. That's, that's personal. That's personal. That's personal. That's personal. That's personal. You know, that's the, that's, that, I got a whole story for that one, too, because oh, he well. told us everything that happened. Oh, well, let's hear it. Uh, and so, and so T.O. gets there, and immediately Parcells is then told himself, I don't care who he is. I'm not going to like him. <laughs> he, at first, he would just call him 8-1. Yeah. So that's why I always mess with him. I'd be like, 8-1. That's what he know. That's his number, though. That's his number anyway. So he don't mind you calling him 8-1. It's just, I think, the way Parcells said it. Right. And then as we got into training camp, he wouldn't even call him his number or his name. He called him the player. The player. When he was on the bike. I, you talk about the funniest shit, dude. Let's hear about so, it. So this is, this is how this originated, though. Remember, that's the year Lance Armstrong gets busted for, yes. the, for the doping stuff. Yes. And it's, it's in the middle of Tour de France and everything and stuff like that. So T.O. has this idea. He's already plotted this, dude. He had, he had pulled his hammy. Yeah. He pulled his hammy. And he went and got his own second opinion outside of gym them and everything. He was like, man, I know it's strange. He said, I know my body. It's not feeling right. So he went. It was a tear. It was a tear. So now he's on there. We had just played Seattle in the preseason. I got a high ankle sprain. Marion rolled up on me in the end zone, rolled up on the back of my ankle. This the, the irony of it. I was blocking Ken Hamlin when he was playing for Seattle. <laughs> so as soon as he got there, I was like, come on. Dude, you remember, man, when yeah, he's in the end zone? You yeah, could have yeah. said, bro, it's preseason. <laughs> you could have pulled me out the way, right, man. Right, right, right. He was like, man, look, I ain't know he was going to fall like that. Then get he realized it. when he got there, Marion was going to fall like that. So I get a high ankle sprain. So I'm already in the boot and everything. Got to be riding my bike during training camp and everything. And T.O. go, hey, I got something for y'all tomorrow at practice. I was like, man, what you got? He said, you'll see. Y'all going to see. Y'all going to see. So I get on out there, man. I get on my bike, dude. Now, all of a sudden, you hear this. You hear a crowd. You kind of hear some laughter. And you hear the crowd going loud. And I was like, that must be A1 right there. Then when he came around that corner, <laughs> With that yellow jersey and the bike tights on, bruh, and the helmet with the yeah. shades. <laughs> and he ordered the bike the clip, clip shoes with the clip in. Yeah. <laughs> he came down there, man, just got on the bike like, like ain't nothing happened. And yeah. sat right next to me. I said, oh, no. no. <laughs> you move this bike over. Uh-uh. Nope. Ain't finna look like I'm partying with you, dude. No, nope. I'm riding over here. He was like, what, man, what? I was like, bruh. You cuss the <laughs> and you just see Parcells just staring at him the whole time, bro. I was like, this guy here just, he is definitely going to poke the bear. He is, he is that guy. Yeah. I mean, it was all in fun because I'm like, he was like, he want me to ride the bike? Cool. Had to get my bike, girl. I was like, this boy really did. Order. He literally, he ordered it, dude, and had it shipped to Oxnard. That's crazy. To ride the bike. So you go from give me the damn ball and Keyshawn. Hey, look. So now you go to now I go to T.O. Yeah, but his work ethic, like Dude, this is like none other, like none other. He definitely made me step mine up because you know the times where we would after a play, it's that's an end zone. Yep. Things like that. And I remember when he first started that, Gary <laughs> used to be like, "Hey, we can't, we can't, we can't go to the end zone after every play." He like, "Ain't that the goal?" Yeah. My goal is to get to the end zone. Now, what you doing? I'm like, what are you going to say about that? Okay, well, just, 
We just can't do it every play. We can't do it. How about we just, you know, we do it every five or, or he was like, all right, we're in the period with it. Everybody. He said, even you. And Gary was like, even me. <laughs> okay. So all the coaches. Remember all the coaches have to start running down. Right. After we finished our 12 play or whatever it was, drive within team period. Everybody. That's why Buck would always announce. Last play. Right. Everybody I get know. ready. Let's get it. Yeah. Let's get it. And but he got us used to that's where we wanted to finish our drives. Every drive we wanted to finish in the end zone. Right. Put that work ethic. Like he would come out some days without his cleats. He'd come out in flats on grass. Like, man, what you doing? Like, man, I'm working on my footwork, man, getting in out of my brakes to keep me from spreading out and trying to reach. I gotta get there and stay low. Ooh. I was like, damn, I never thought about that one, bro. I said, but I'm not finna do that. <laughs> I'm going to get these turf shoes with these nubs. No, like linemen. Right. <laughs> like them linemen. I work on it that way. Them turf shoes are heavy, though, bro. So yeah. I stopped doing it. I said, no, I'm going to get these cleats, dog. Forget that. But it was just, it was just the, the little bitty things extra that he would do with stuff. Uh, and you watch him work his releases. And I used to try to work different stuff to improve my game off of the stuff I saw him do. And I'd, go out, I'd be picking his brain, talking to him all the time. Just like I did, like I did with TG. You're right. Two different players. But I was like, shit, I can incorporate some of TG with me. I incorporate some of the stuff he does with it. If I can bring that into the slot, I should, I should, I should be okay. Right. So that's that's what I started trying to do. There's sometimes where I could do a power release. Sometimes I gotta do my TG and do a speed release. Right. You know, but it's it's it was it was it was helping my game keep doing this every year, every year. I said, okay, I gotta get better at this. Okay, every year I gotta get better at this. And the one thing I will credit Todd Haley for is when I got there, my rookie year, Parcells compared me to Heinz Ward and uh, what was my other receiver that used to be in uh, – Steve Smith? No, no, no. no. Uh, oh, God dang it. What, what team? Uh, he was with Baltimore for a second. He was with, he was with Arizona. Boston? David Boston? Not David Boston. Uh, went to Florida State. Not P-Dub. No, receiver. Another, the other receiver went to uh, Florida State. God dang it. I can't think about it. I can't. I, It'll come to us. But anyway, Taylor, he, look it up. He, he made me, uh, I had to watch all of their film. He was like, yeah, you do the dirty work that they do. You know how I had to go in there and block them safeties, mm-hmm. crack them safeties. Other receiver he made me do. Anquan Bowden. Okay, yep. And he's like, Anquan, you got to do what they do. That's, that's going to be you. That's what you got to do. I was like, bigger than both of them, but okay. <laughs> okay, this should be it. Man. People understand going to crack them safeties and hitting linebackers, bro. That, that's a different life. That's not for the that's not for the weak hearted, bro. No. At that time you had real safety that would yeah. knock your right. head off and you right. had linebackers that would you had nasty linebackers. Well, you had 245, 50 pound linebackers. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. these two twenty five, not these hybrids. No, you had real, you had mean, real mean dudes. Bruh. So of course we all heard about the TO on the bike, right? But then we also hear about the TO with the I got seventy five million reasons. 25. Wow. 25. 25 million. Yeah. yeah. Like, what was the backstory behind the whole he took a couple, suicide he, thing? He took the wrong – and wasn't a suicide I don't know. Thing. I mean, I'm he doing took, my air quotes. Yeah, I got you. I yeah. got you. He, he, he basically said he took the wrong medication. Mm-hmm. He thought he was taking the one that the doctors had gave him, helped him go to sleep, but it wasn't. It was the wrong ones he took, and that's what you get there. Yeah. That's just, that's just from him. Yeah. That's from him. All right, this ain't media saying this stuff. This is it's from A1. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, but it was never in the, like that was never like that was never his. Hell no. Like his never his thought it's, it's, process. It's, 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 right. Hell no. Right. And I, and I and I like over the time like 
I've gotten to know T.O. and yeah. we spent time together. Like, it never seemed to be like that was his thing. Ever, ever, and, But, ever. again, when you're in Dallas, the smallest thing. Absolutely. When you're Terrell Owens, yeah. it's even, it gets blown out of proportion. True. And, and I, is this weighing on the locker room? Is it weighing on, like, huh. you know, Parcells and all that kind of stuff? And Wade, like, like how is – I don't think so, man. I don't think so at all. Uh, simply because of T.O.'s not worried about it. But I don't think, and I'm trying to think, did that happen in 06? Was that 06 or 08? I'm trying to think if Parcells was here or was it Wade? Might have been Wade. I think it was Wade. Okay. So it had to be, oh, had to be 08 then. Yep. Had to be 08. And that's in, that's in the midst of the year we have the, you know, you go from 13 and 3 to so, yeah. some turmoil. Right. You go to some turmoil. Yeah. Uh, and so that was in the middle of, middle of all that. Uh, Nobody ever said T.O. finna right. commit no suicide. But there's also the conversation at that point in time is with, with around T.O. is a number nine and number – it was 06? It was 06? It was, so, okay, so, okay, so, okay, okay. Gotcha. But at that time um, – Yeah, 2008 was, was, was – t- yeah, you was there then. No, yeah. I came next year. I came 09. We'll get no. there. Yeah, I'm pro- I promise you. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But during that time – Oh, that's right, because the new stadium had just got – Yeah, you're right. Okay, Correct. gotcha. Um, but there is the conversation of, man, from T.O. And, and, and others. And, and Absolutely. The way, and the way that you look. Now, remind you, this is unfiltered. Okay. Jesse Holly. We don't Absolutely. ride the fence here. We don't, we don't, we don't. You know, I ain't never rode no fence. Well, I like I don't, I don't even I, like being on. That's why I love you. At that like time, the conversation is now from T.O. And, and some others that say, hey, oh, oh, oh. 9 and 82, they doing some things that ain't right. They drawing some stuff up in the dirt. They 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 didn't they didn't coagulated some things and they didn't push 81 out the, out, out, out to the side. Like, how is the locker room, the meeting rooms, just the practice? Like, what is the what is the dynamic of the of the of the of the, of the Cowboys at that time when you're seeing this thing happening? Is it? Well, you, you feel you, like it's true. But yeah, absolutely. But what you what you do have is 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 you know how it is once you start losing. And stuff is not going the way you anticipated it going. The littlest things, and they would become major. Yeah. And I think at, at first when they were kind of having their side conversations, never paid attention to it. Mm-hmm. And then one day I'm looking over, and I'm like, hey, like they're drawing up routes. I'm like, hey, okay, let me, let me get over there a little bit closer. A little closer. They absolutely are talking about routes and coverages and what you should do Hey, on this one. Do this, because it's going to be more low and kind of a way. And I was like, man, they all okay, they plotting. Damn. So I'm like, hey, one is getting balls taken from him. I'm getting balls taken from me, too. <laughs> shit. So I was like, dang. So I, I saw I go over there one day, and I was like, hey, man, y'all, y'all going to include us in everything? Just I'm just making, you know, joking yeah. everything and stuff, but I'm so serious Yeah, there's so a lot of truth and a lot of jokes. So serious. And, you know, we kind of chuckles it off and everything. So I'm like, damn. All right, cool. Now, we're in the locker room one day, and they're doing it again. And we're sitting over, because you know this time in the middle of the locker room, at lunchtime, we might play cards or whatever, shoot the shit in the middle of the locker room while we on lunch and everything. Media's gone. Uh, and so I'm like, damn, man, they had it again. And I think I kind of said under my voice, but loud enough where people around me could hear it, mm-hmm. and it was well within 8-1's earshot. <laughs> And I think that's all I needed to do was have him here. They were like, they're like, damn, what they talking about over there? 
And he don't even he don't even try to go be discreet about the right. shit. It was like, hey, y'all gonna put us in this too? So we want the ball. Now nah, I was like, sure do. Sure do. I do want the ball though. He ain't lying. I'm, I want the ball though. Yeah. I'm like, damn, they all kind of like secretly drawing stuff. And then you go and look at certain plays. You can go back look at film, and it's like, wait a minute. He just that ain't the route. That ain't, that ain't the way it's drawn up. Be like, dang. And I'll give you what really capped it off. 2008, we have to go up to Pittsburgh. And it's still, it's still, still in the playoff hunt, everything, stuff like that. Not that cold game you always tell me about? Oh, that's that cold game, yeah. brother. That's yeah. that cold game. <laughs> this, 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 this the cold. This is how cold it was. Stephen McGee was the third-string quarterback at the time. It was Romo, John Kittner, Stephen McGee was our third-string. That's when Garrett still wanted to travel with three quarterbacks. And so – <laughs> I always had this thing. Me and Ro would go out there, warm up for the game and everything. Ro was like, man, it's too cold. I'm not coming out until we all go out. I was like, damn, I got to get out there, man. I'm, a, I'm breaking my routine. Right. So Steve, Steve McGee was calling Stevie Matt. He was like, I got you. I got you. I was like, cool. All right, cool. I said, I'm going to get ready to throw my stuff on. I see you out there. Cool. I get out there. Uh, and I got out there first. And Pittsburgh Stadium, it's right on that river. And the open end is on the river. Bruh, I have never been slapped so hard. I, it, bruh, like literally, it, I, I think he slapped the snot out of me. Yeah. And it was the wind. You come out of that tunnel, and as soon as I came out into the open air and came around the corner, it was white out. Bitch, get your ass back in there. And I was like, God, this can't be humanly right. They planning this stuff? Planning. Steven comes out, man. By this time, I done got warmed up a little bit. I got my beanie on, everything. My music's in there. He coming. You know, yeah, you get that hard snot that be on top mm-hmm. of the stash. Mm-hmm. It's an already formed. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to get it off and everything. So he comes. I say, Steven, Matt, I got my five good routes. Six maybe, dude. So let's, 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 let's throw these ball accurate. I said, ain't no need for you to drill no slant and don't drill this stop. I said, we get in the mid-run. I said, go on, you can throw them in there. I get them. Bro, we ran the tree and everything. I ran a dig route for my last route. Steven Mack threw the ball about five feet over my head. I didn't even see the ball hit the ground, bro. I was already <laughs> headed back to the, to the top. <laughs> yeah, I said, you're going to get that one. I don't know where it went. I don't know if it hit somebody or not, bro. I was already on my way back to the top. I said, mm-mm, not getting that one. <laughs> I was gone. I was like, this, this is ridiculous. These guys playing this stuff all the time. But it's, that's just, it's, it's, it's a mentality when I've learned that when you go to those cold weather states and them teams and them cities, that becomes a mentality. Yeah. So when they start talking about home field advantage, it is unless you are Kansas City playing Buffalo. Then there ain't no advantage. Right. There ain't no advantage. We both playing this cold crap. Yeah. Uh, and so both of them is used to that stuff, so they're an advantage. Now, when Miami had to go to Kansas City, oh, it was definitely an advantage. You saw that one. <laughs> Speed ain't the same in the cold, brother. It is not the same in the cold. But you're in Pittsburgh, and you're saying that this is when yes. Ish finally hit the fan. So, or it's, absolutely. it's, it's now so, it's all so, over the fan. So we're playing Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh busts a coverage. Well, you know, if we go 585 out of 11 personnel – what, what would Garrett always tell? He'd be like, if you got man one-on-one on that side, 
take the other 10 guys off the field. We're throwing the comeback to Harvey all day long. Pittsburgh busts the coverage. I'm up the seam, like, literally so low by myself. I was like, God dang. He didn't even check it out. I get back, and you see the, the safety. And the nickel talk, they was like, hey, you part of you, that's yours. I was like, they busted. Okay, cool. Let's fast forward to fourth quarter. Uh, we were up 13-7. Uh, they come down, tie it, two field goals, tie it. 13-13, uh, we're driving. I think we're on the right around our 40-yard line. Well, we got this, we got that wide option out of 11. I got, it has his option route. He can come out, he can come in. I'm in a slot, I'm clearing out. Got outside, got that five. They did it again, bro. You know who he threw it to and tried to force it to? What? Pick six. We lost 2013. Mm. That pretty much put us out the playoffs right there. Oh, now you, now I know it's really finna. <laughs> it's really finna go off now, bro. Yeah. We get on the plane. And you remember Britt Brown? Yeah, it's my guy. So absolutely love Britt. But Britt said something. <laughs> he said it's the A1 at the wrong time. Yeah. At the wrong time. I thought A1 was gonna try to whoop his ass. And he was like, man, you talking to? He did try to force that shit. And I was like, he forced it. He absolutely <laughs> forced it. I can attest to that. I love one. how you just in the back, like, what? Uh, I, I can this, attest to that one. He forced the hell out of it because my dude that was supposed to be sticking me went straight to 82. Yeah. I mean, he, he would I say, baited him into it? Boy, sort of like the Packers. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. What yeah, he did with that. Yeah. yeah that kind of bait. Yeah, yeah that kind of bait yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, well, it looks like I'm going to go with this guy, but I'm not yeah. really going there. I know, I know where, where you, you want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're going to try to force this ball to 88. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and 13 is wide open, but you ain't going to throw to him because he's too open. That'd be too much like right. So, he says that, and I basically have to grab a one and push him on down the aisle <laughs> to get on the thing. He's still yelling at him and everything and stuff like that. And I was just like, yep, this is – of course, that's how the meeting went. That Monday? Oh, I know. That Monday? This is when the infamous me, T.O., and Roy crashed into or stormed Garrett's office. Yeah. Yeah, you know better than that one, bro. Yeah. You know better than that, though. Come on, man. I got to cut that one out, bro. I, and the fact that he even told that lie, he goes, we're sitting in our team meeting. We broke up. We're in office meeting with the receivers. And Coach Sherm goes, hey, Garrett wants to see each one of y'all, you know what I'm saying, one by one. Shout out to Coach Sherm. Absolutely. That's my dog. That's my guy. Coach Sherm. Love him, man. Love him. Uh, and I was like, okay. So, you know, we kind of laughing. Like, oh, shit. What do you want to say to each one of us? So, I like, who want to go first? I like, screw it, I go ahead and go. Let me yeah. go ahead and get mine out the way. And he going to really be talking to y'all. Right, right, right. He going to be talking to y'all. Let me go ahead and go. Because this time, you know, we got Roy. Yeah. So I go in there, and he was like, hey, you know, just want to clear up some things, you know what I'm saying, with, with you and, and with the other two guys and everything. I'm going to have them come in here in a little bit. Just want to let you know that, you know, we're not, it's not choosing any favorites. We're not pointing fingers at nobody. We got, if we're going to do it, we got to stay together. Uh, you know, and this, this stays in-house. This is between us. I was like, okay. Figured he was going to give me some BS, right. which he did, which he did. The Garrett special. Uh, he said, I'm working, you know, trying to get you the ball more. Man. 
Bro, like Cat Williams said, bro, if he, right now I'd bust his stomach. Yeah. Up, dog. Just, <laughs> man, just flat out, like, really? That's really? Because you ain't showed that to nobody but 82. Right. We know he going to get his balls. Right. Cool. Word goes in. Till goes in. I get to the house. It's on ESPN already. So I called Sherman. I said, man, what the hell's going on? Like, they don't, what's God talking about? We done stormed his, I was like, he called us and he was like, man, you know, Sherman don't really cuss. Right. This is the first time I heard him cuss. Man, I don't like that shit. <laughs> I don't like that shit. I'm going to have a talk to him about that one. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like that at all. <laughs> I'm like, well, you, you get to him before I do. God damn, because tomorrow, no, I'm going to get this cleared. I'm going we, we, to talk to you tomorrow. I'm, once I get out, I'm going to talk to him about it. I'm like, okay. Gary never really said anything else, but I had already seen that was probably writing on the wall for 8-1. Yeah. And that like year? That year. Yeah. You yeah. Traded, they traded for Roy, so now that time it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then that was the last kind of struggle. I'm like, you know, the way they do it is they invest in the, their quarterback more than they will that top receiver because they're like, this one got to run my team. He got to get to everybody. This is one guy, regardless of his talent, he's, he's messing up my quarterback. My quarterback cannot handle that. Uh, which, when you look at it in hindsight at 2020, I get it. You can't have that one guy that's messing with your quarterback. Right. Because then the quarterback feels like I got to be obligated to force him the ball, i.e. Dak and CD. But that's another yeah, story. Nothing, that's another story. story. We'll I've, seen, I've seen this. <laughs> I've read this, this book before. This horror story I've before. I've seen this yeah. story. <laughs> I've seen this story. When you get receivers that will do that to the quarterback and it will make it look like he's – not even calling the quarterback out. He make it look like he's ignoring whatever the quarterback is trying to say. Right. You know they're going to blow it. And we in Dallas? Yeah. Oh, the media's going to blow that one up. Yeah. Out of proportion. It could have been nothing. Could have been nothing. But then mama gets involved. Oh, my God. Mama, we got to, we got to start controlling these family members. We'll get, to, we'll get to the family drama. We'll get, we'll get <laughs> to that. We'll get Man. to that. So, let's fast forward. Let's fast forward to – Spring 2009. Oh, here we go. Let's get to okay, the, let's okay. fast forward. So now you at this point in time, you're you're a seasoned vet. You mm -hmm. are you are an elder statesman in the Cowboys organization and the yeah, offense. Yeah, because I, I literally think once uh, once T.O. was gone, then me and Roy were the two elders. Yes. Yeah. So it was Roy, you, then it was Miles, then Miles and Sam Hurd, and Sam, yep. Right. So you had guys like that. Isaiah Stanback at some point in time, it was in that mix uh -huh. too. And remember, and then 2009 comes, and there's this show happening. Yeah, absolutely. There's, this, there's a reality show happening called Fourth and Long with Michael Irvin. And it's happening during the time of minicamp and OTAs, veteran uh -huh. minicamp, and all this kind of stuff. Right. And um, there's this kid on this show, uh, and he wins this show. Okay, yeah. And they, I think I know him too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. this kid wins this show, and the winner of this, this show gets an invite to the Cowboys training camp. training camp. Correct. But he's not at OTAs. No, he's and not. And he's not at minicamp. <laughs> I, know, I know where you're going with it. In any of these things. So, so, so check it out. So this is where he's going <laughs> no, with No, let me set this. No, you're not setting nothing up. I got this. I got this. So what happens is what happened they, they go around the locker room and they're asking <laughs> people about the fourth and long show. You know, what do you think about it and everything? Uh and the guy comes to me. Now, they always come, like, right after we're getting off the field. <laughs> it's hot. We sweaty. And I'm one of the type that whatever you ask me is on the tip of my mind at that time. 
That's what's coming out. So they asked me, you know, hey, you know, this kid over here, you know, Jesse, I think he's going to win the win thing. What do, you, you know, what do you think about everything? How do you know? What do you, what do you, I said, well, I don't know him. I said, but right now he ain't here. He ain't helping the team. I said, until he gets here, and we'll see. I said, but right now I'm worried about the guys in this locker room. Jesse thought I was the biggest asshole. And it wasn't even directed at him. He's saying this nicely. It was a lot more spicy. It was not. It was it a lot. Was not. Like, I, so I'm sitting in my hotel room, right? I, I've won the show, and I'm kind of, we're doing things back channel, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm preparing, and this news thing comes on. And it's like, yeah, the Cowboys have finished practice, da, 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 And uh, like, you know, veteran wide receiver Patrick Creighton, and he asked him about the show. And I'm like, okay, let me, this is about to be my teammate, right? This is about to be, you know? <laughs> and he's like, who? I'm like, damn. He's like, is he out here right now? <laughs> so is that's he, how I said it. Is, that's is how he, I said it. Who? The with, face he's making right with, now. With the same zip. Who? So. <laughs> is he out here right now? Man, all I care about is who out here right now, who gonna be helping this football team. <laughs> Whenever he get here, we'll see about when he get here. But and I'm sitting there watching this and I'm like, damn. That's how they feel? Like, I'm already a little self-conscious. I'm like, they're going to think this is a joke, but I'm really trying to find my way in this world again. Absolutely. You know, and so, you know, now, mind you, I have to kind of simmer in all of this, and I'm watching the news, and I sneak into Valley Ranch, myself and Joe Arizano, and we're watching um, installs that they record. You know, they record the oh, install. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I'm watching installs, and I'm writing stuff down, and I'm watching you, and I'm watching Roy, and I'm watching Sam and Miles, and I'm, like, trying to figure out where and how yeah, and absolutely. what's going to happen because Jason won't give me a playbook. Absolutely. No, he won't. So I get to training camp. It was the first time I get to training camp, right? Well, actually, you came because he had the – Jerry had the uh, the draft party. Remember, because it was the first year the stadium was open. Yes. So he has a draft party. Yes, yes. Well, and, and I forget I about him. this. I, I see him. about this. And so I didn't even think about – I wasn't even thinking about the whole comment when they asked me about the thing. I see him, I was like, oh, that's the cat that won the fourth for long, cool. So I immediately go over to him, I said, hey, man, how you doing, man? Patrick Crow said, man, welcome to the Cowboys, dude. Good to have you here. His mouth dropped. He couldn't even say nothing. I was like, damn. I go back and I look at Russ head. He don't talk much. Because <laughs> now in my head, I'm trying to process. I hear what he says on the news, then he comes up to So I'm like, damn. I don't know how to approach this thing now. I'm confused. Yeah. I'm caught off guard. You, You're on the I'm team like, now, brother. Once, once, you, once you get that helmet and they say he's coming, <laughs> he's here, brother, you in. You in. So you now in. I'm at training camp, and I will say this is where I begin to get flowers because, you know, now hearing about how TG was and how um, uh, T.O. was and really understanding how to be a vet. Yeah. You know, one of the things, one of the first things that you told me at that time was like, listen, dog, learn everything. Everything. Because right. Coach was like, hey, you're the Z. And I was like, all right, bet. I'm just doing all Z stuff. And no, you pulled like, me to the no. side and you said, listen. I said, no, learn it he all. He said, learn it all. He said, not only learn it all, man, learn the coverages. Everything. Learn it like a quarterback. Yep. And I was like, what? He's like, man, learn it all. It's going to help you. Like, you, yeah, I get it. Coach said learn Z, but learn everything so that when Coach turn around and need a sub. You in that thing. You in there. And I was like. All right, cool. But now this is the, again. I'm I'm just now getting and it's a all lot. information. It's a lot. It's a lot, it's a it's a lot. lot oh, to just be yeah. started. And I'm in training camp now. This yeah. is like this is nut cutting time, yeah, oh, right? Yeah. So I'm like, and people don't understand how thick that book is with the plays in it. Yeah. When you get that training camp, they say this is your bible. Right. Literally, it go wherever you go, it goes with you. Plain and simple. 
And so he's got, I mean, he is wearing paper out. <laughs> he's probably going through three pencils a day. Yeah. He's wearing it out. And so I'm like, dang, okay. I'm I get like, to practice, and this is when this is when I was like, oh, this dog, he don't like me, man. Like, I'm gonna have to like, we're gonna probably gonna fight. Like, we're gonna probably fight because he's an a-hole. And I like I, and at this point in time, now I'm like, is this like jail? Do I have to assert my dominance for them to stop for him to stop messing with me? And he wasn't messing with me, but this is how I took it. Yeah. And so now mind you, he's giving me this information about, hey dog, learn everything. And I'm like, all right, okay, okay, okay. But I'm trying to grasp everything that's happening. So before practice, and I tell this story all the time, and he's like, oh, you done. So before practice, we get what we call a practice plan, mm -hmm. right? So this practice plan is broken down into blocks. So each period is about 12, 13 plays in each yep. period, right? And it's the play. And so we would, Coach Sherman would go over, all right, listen, hey, guys, this personnel, da 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 yep. So my cheat sheet was I would, get the, I, would get the, I would get a copy of the practice plan, and I would write to all of the, the routes, I would write what each person did, mm -hmm. right? And so then I would fold it and I would tuck it into, into my pants, yeah. right? And I would like flip it out and, and kind of like getting the mental reps. But if I ever got called to go in there. You know what's going on. So this is, I was doing this for a little while and it was undetected. So one day I'm back then, I'm doing my thing and, I, and PC comes off the field. Now I don't know he's coming. I don't, I didn't even realize he's off the field and now if, if you know PC, he's always talking. <laughs> he's always saying something. So as he's walking off the field, he's saying this, da, 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 and he, I guess he catches a glimpse of me in the back. Kind I, of in I the, see him because what he was doing was every time he'd hear the play call, he'd take a step back behind everybody, then he'd kind of turn. <laughs> he was doing this. So I catch him doing it, and I'm like, oh, he got a cheese. Now, is that what he's doing? All right, gotcha. So I get a little closer. I got me some, I got my water bottle in, man. He just think I'm getting some water. I see him turn that one last time. I just snatch. I said, oh, no, dude, uh-uh. No, I said, you know this stuff. Learn this. I said, no. we ain't doing the cheating stuff. Nope. Now, now uh -uh. it wasn't a whisper. <laughs> it was. It wasn't a whisper. It was, oh, hell <laughs> no. Nah. Man, what the hell you doing? I'm like, I'm like, hey, bro. I'm like, chill, man, chill, chill. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like chill, bro. He's like. I'm like, nah, man, you know give this. me that, man. Like, you he know said, you stuff, back man. here cheating, man. He back here cheating. I'm like, so now I'm pissed because yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to get a job. I don't know whether, because there, <laughs> I'll say this. There is a, always a, a spoken, unspoken kind of thing, whereas we cool, we dogs, mm -hmm. but we also competing for a job. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like everybody, it's, it's one of those things where we all understand that. But, you know, I'm like, this dog, he's trying to sabotage me. But he looks at me and he said, dog, you know this. You yeah. know this, man. Just, man, let's trust what you know. You study. You da 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 Yeah. But I can't hear that right now because I'm pissed. He was heated. I was, he was pissed. Heated. And eventually it all worked out. And that particular year, out of being out of football for two years, I make the practice squad. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and PC was one of my biggest advocates and, and just watching him work every single day and helping me become a professional, telling me, hey, dog, hey. Come get in this cold tub, dog. Yeah. Like, where you going? Nah, come on. No, 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 no. Trust me. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's come on in here. Sit down. And you got any questions? And da, 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 da. And it's funny because we go over stuff. We would go over stuff. Now, Roy Williams, who I love, my dog. <laughs> Roy was the guy. Like, hey, 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 Roy, what, what you got right here? And Roy looked back at him and told him, "Didn't they give you the same paper you gave me? You That's better Roy. figure That's it out." <laughs> and again, now, once you learn who they are, you realize. 
Roy didn't mean no harm like that. Like, Roy would give you the shirt off his back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's that right. kind. But he look at you and go, they gave you the same damn playbook they gave me. You better study. And, you know, when you're a $49 million dude, even if you, yeah, you, you bust, can you, you can do anything that you want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't got room for bust. Um, and so, like, that's my introduction. And it, it turned out to be a, a, a glorious relationship because my time there and his time there, it was, yeah. it was something that I always... And my mind always went to learn everything, learn everything. And I would learn it Y, Z, oh, H, X, all of that. So now when one of these dudes would tap out, yeah. Coach Sherman would turn around. I'm going. He like, oh, I'm 16 going. already in there. Yeah, he already in there. I was already in there. So it, it was, thank you. Yeah. But I was pissed. It was I tough love. Was it was tough love. Pissed. And, but and, I, got the, I got the same stuff from Keyshawn yeah, and Terry. Yeah, and you passed it down to me. And I, and I appreciate that yeah. because it made me a better football player, and, I, and I, I carried that throughout the rest of my career. And so, you know, we get through that 2009 season, and now we, we're in 2010. And this is where things get a little bit – Yeah. Uh -huh. This is where things get a little bit uh, – What's the word there? The lies keep going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, 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 that's really where the, the lies uh, kind of so, really start. Um, but let's, let's, let's back it up because Garrett took over in 2007. No, 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 head coach. 2009? Midway through the 2010 season. Midway through the 2010 season. Now. Remember where he started off with one and seven or something? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was rough. So now I've had this conversation. Or two and six, something like that. I had this conversation. I don't know if I've had it with you, but to me, after the Green Bay game mm -hmm. and they relieved Wade of his duties. Oh, we, we had this conversation. You, okay. I've said I've said this, I've said this openly. I felt as if there was some sabotaging going there on. There definitely was. There okay. definitely was. Because I, I remember being there, and you and Roy called me on separate calls. At, Roy called me late. <laughs> like immediately after practice, or right, like I think man, he might have called me right after install. Yeah, come right after install. So it was like around lunch. So it's probably if it's twelve here, it was like ten something there. So I didn't get it right away. So I, as soon as we got out of my meeting, I called. I was like, "What's up?" He said, hey, "Bruh, you ain't gonna believe this, dog." He like, "You remember all them plays we used to ask about why we not running this? You had us running this in training camp, and we ain't playing." He said. They in the playbook now. I said, we you got, lying. We got he brand said, bro, new we playbook. basically got a whole new playbook. For those of you who want to call me a liar, I'm just telling y'all wow. that this, this actually happened. But before you, let's back it up a little bit. Because before you were traded mm -hmm. to San Diego, we finished the 2000 and, uh, 2009 season. Mm -hmm. And I remember us getting ready, you know, uh, draft season is coming around, but we're doing some workouts and stuff like that. And we were in a meeting. Right. And Jason Garrett's our offensive coordinator. Because Wade never really came down to deal mm -hmm. with the offense. He's he a defensive guy. He would yeah. peek his head in every now every and then. Every once in a while. But it was always Jason, you yeah. know. And, and, and those were some epic meetings because you had guys like Marion Barber, Roy Williams, yourself, <laughs> Martellus Bennett. And so we would be watching films sometimes and some things wouldn't go right. And, and, and Roy got to a point where he was like, I'm done being nice. And yeah, he for, would say, for the most part. Roy, I remember. I, I kind of I started it because. I would ask questions because whatever he was implementing with ever, whether it was the blocking scheme or how we was going to adjust a route to this blitz or whatever it was, I'd be like, why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? And, and he'd be like, well, yeah. we don't know which one's coming. I was like, well, they're bringing five. We got six. Even if they bring six, 
We got everybody to block it, man. So, because I'm thinking to myself, why I got to run this hot and right. take this lick right. from this linebacker right. for three yards, bro? Right. right. And that's, that's when it became very contentious because there were guys were challenging. They were. They were and, challenging and, and Jason Garrett. And that's by the line, and that's when I used to always start talking to Colombo mm -hmm. and Flo. Right. They'd be like, but that's, that's when I say, remember I used to tell you during everything? So starting back in like 07, 08, I started learning what the linemen were doing based off of the fronts. Right. And I would know. I'd be like, hey, Flo, you in or you out? I said, I got one on my head. I'm good. I'm good. You good. Run it. And then Romo would start probably around 08, he would start throwing up the thumb. Right. You good to run the route. Run. But that's after talking to his line. Right. And remember, he would try to change his protection. Right. And that's when the line started not liking his Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, dude, shut up. We block it. <laughs> You go off of what we call. He would change the mic, and I'd be like, "Are you changing the mic?" I'm like, "I just changed my whole count in front." Right. So that mean if he does come now, I gotta go because you done changed it, and they gotta change their whole block scheme. Right. And it was just, it was just crazy. So when I would ask this in practice, I, I remember Stephen McGee after one of the meetings, I had asked this question. Another one of these, you know, what I'm saying, why are we doing that? Like, like if we know they're bringing this guy. We got him blocked. Why do we have to do that? Well, we don't know exactly which one they're bringing. Everything. I was like, we just showed it to us on film. <laughs> Y'all would tell me the eye in the sky don't lie. Like, you just showed it to me on film. So why we, they bringing something, they created something new for us? Right. I was like, okay, I think, I think I'm like, we'll recognize freaking zero cover. Right. It'll be a flat top. We'll know that. Right. I'd be like, hell, I see five. I know the most they can bring is six. I think we got it blocked. Right. Okay, not a problem. Ask that question. Well, the next morning, we get there, and I say, Sherm, and we went we, we off his meeting, I say, Sherm, I say, man, what time y'all leave last night, man? He's like, man, by 10.30. What were y'all doing up here so long? Because <laughs> I talked to Coach Wade, he said they was gone 6.30, 7 o'clock. What was y'all doing? Oh, you remember the question you asked? Oh, Redhead had to make it seem like it was his idea that we changed it, and we couldn't get out of here until it, it, was, it was on him. It right. became his thing now. He did. So I was like, dang, he got an ego that big? He was like, yep. So before you're traded to San Diego, the draft is coming up. Mm -hmm. And I remember us having a team meeting before we had a small break, before we had to come back. Yeah. And in that meeting... At that time, we're pretty much set in offense, right? We're talking about you got you got you got Martellus, you got DeWitt, mm -hmm. you got you, Roy, Miles, Miles Sam, Sam. Yep. Um, Kevin Ogletree, myself, right. Manny Johnson is there. And Manny was there. Manny was a uh, practice squad yep. guy. Yep. And so we sit there and linemen is are, are straight. We're we're set. You got Felix, you got Mary. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, man. Right. Yeah. Back backfield. Backfield set. good, receiver set. So Jason Garrett stands up in front of the, in the meeting and goes, hey, listen, guys, enjoy your break. Don't do nothing stupid, yada, yada, yada. You know, we're getting ready to finish up this draft stuff. We're looking for defense. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, going, we're, going, we're going to amp this defense up, and, and, and we're going, we're going, that's what we're going to be doing moving forward. And, and we, we literally thought that because at this time, remember the 2009 draft was pretty much a special teams draft. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a pick. First pick was like third round. Yep. They took Brewster, and they took uh, – the linebacker from Williams uh, from West Illinois. Yes. Those are the first two picks. Yep. We were like, man, who the hell? What, 
Okay. Bruce lost all his money down there on Harry Hines and yeah, the yeah, you know, hey, Northwest Highway. Look, look, we won't talk about that. Bitch. Shout, yeah. out to, shout out to Big Brewster. Uh, and so we're so I remember I remember this. I'm in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I'm in Mexico, and and I, I'm getting ready to go to dinner. I'm, I'm gonna okay. do I'm gonna do a little pretty little thing in, in Mexico. We won't okay. we won't talk about that. None of that kind of stuff. Absolutely. But we but we in Mexico. The TV is in Spanish. <laughs> Right, but the draft is on. Yes, so we're. I'm sitting there. I'm kind of watching. And he's like, "We got dinner." I was like, "All right, cool, cool, cool. Let me see." The Cowboys about to pick, uh-huh. and they're, they're bouncing around with thinking defense. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just about. I'm like just about ready to go. Yeah. Cowboys, twenty-four pick. There's Bryant. Yeah. And I like. I stopped. I was like, boy, what about a lie to us? And okay. I'm looking, I'm like, Des, this guy said we were going defense. Yeah. So now dinner plans are shot. Because now I'm thinking to myself, wait a second here. Roy, PC, Sam, Miles, me. If they're going to put this thing down one more time, hey. I'm going. Yeah. All right? And so now I go to my, st- the, my phone's in the safe. I go okay. to the safe to get my phone. And this is five, ten minutes later. You didn't text me. Miles didn't text me. Yeah. Roy didn't text me. Everybody and, and 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 all of y'all basically said the same thing. What the? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What was your feeling when you're watching the draft? And and you might have been doing something for the team at that time during the draft. 2010. What was your mindset was when that? you saw that and they drafted at Des Bryant? Uh, immediately. Uh. I think I, I text I text the group, and then I hit my agent up, mm. and I was like, "Cool." I said, "That means they're gonna they're gonna release me." And he was like, "Don't count on that right now." I like what you I said. Well, they got that guy. They can go ahead and, and let me go. Well, I get off. I got the phone with him and everything and stuff like that. Uh, my agent makes a call to them. He calls back. He was like, "Yeah, as of right now." He was like. Nah, you still can't. They, they won't let us seek a trade. They say you're not going nowhere. You're going to be involved in the plan. Blase, blase, all this right here. Cool. Next week, comes back. Garrett calls me uh, into his office again. I know he's going to lie to his teeth anyway. <laughs> and I, I'd already had this one. And time I go to his office, I think, uh, like, as soon as you go in, I think, like, the lie button just goes off. Yeah. You know, it has a little red beam across the doorway. As soon as you go, it's time to lie, right. bing, and it goes off. He's like, hey, you're not going nowhere. You're a big part of this offense. You're going to be here. You don't need to go anywhere. We want you here. This is where you're going to be. He said, we're going to have to just work theirs in. And myself, they just took him in the first round, right. sir. Come on, man, really? Right. I said, and my biggest thing, I was like, and they said that was a Jerry pick. You think Jerry finna let his pick <laughs> sit on? Stop, man. You you cancel that one, man. So I'm like, okay, whatever you say and everything. So I don't, uh, I don't get a chance to take a trade. Nothing like that. They won't release me. I'm basically an insurance policy mm-hmm. at this moment. And so when we go into OTAs, I don't go. I don't go to OTAs. I ain't, I ain't even, I wouldn't, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, this ain't mandatory. I don't even go. So I remember once OTO is over with, then we hit mandatory minicamp. Mm-hmm. Remember I come back and I see how Dez is, how they let, I was like, 
Oh, this the shit been going on since I've been gone, huh? When, now, when you say that, yeah, I've been letting it. This is what I've been letting happen. When you oh, when you okay. say this, when you say this is what y'all been letting happen, just a little bit elaborate on what you're talking about. This boy was getting. He, he, let's see, let's see. He'd be late for a meeting. He wasn't coming out and practicing. And I was like, dang, for real. This is what I was like, the boy a rookie, he ain't got to practice, huh? Falling asleep in meeting. Falling asleep in meeting. I was like, oh, this was going on right. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. I, I see what's going on. Not a problem. Me, being me, and this 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 the one thing I say, I wish I would have handled it differently. I wish I would have went straight to Mr. Jones' office. Mm-hmm. Instead of listening to Garrett and even Todd and Stephen were talking to my agent saying it. I wish I went straight to Mr. Jones' office and just had a face-to-face with him. But I'd already heard enough lies. So at this point, I'm pissed. So I got on and did an interview, uh, I think 105.3. Maybe it was 103.3 at the time. Uh, It was ESPN. And I get on there, and I just, I went in. I went in. I was like, they're telling me this and such and said, I said, but I don't believe it. I said, because look, you got your guy. I said, you can let me go. I said, there's no need to keep me around. You already have plans to do it. I said, I'm not your insurance policy. I don't want to be. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like I'm being lied to. I said, you're playing with people's lives right now. I said, because this is my, 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 this is my livelihood. This is my career. I said, and I got family and everything. This, this is what this is about. Mm-hmm. He ain't like that one. And he really wouldn't let me go nowhere yeah. there. Go do all the training camp. Because what he did after that, so he was like, okay, he comes back. He can seek a trade. Team's got to give us a second rounder. Wasn't nobody giving that up. No offense to you. No, I said the same. Well, he asked for a second and a third at first. Yeah. And he goes second. And a couple days later, he goes, we'll take a third. And he finally goes a fourth. He said, but we ain't going lower than a fourth. He said, if you guys can find a team that'll give us a fourth rounder right now, we'll do the deal. I'm like, oh, they really just trying to boo this. Because I'm like, now that you've put that out there, no team is going to give it up. Because right. they're like, okay, we'll just wait till you. Get nasty wait enough and we do it. So we talked, to, uh, we talked to Kansas City. We talked to Baltimore. Uh, talked to Houston. Uh, who else did we talk to? I wasn't going to car. I wasn't going to Cleveland and Jacksonville at that time. That was a no, no. Even talk to Chicago. Even talk to Chicago. I was like, ooh, Freddie T. I, ooh, I played up there, dude. That, my his name is Fred. I call him Freddie T. I said, I played up there, brother. I don't know if I can take a whole season up there. Like, that, that's cold, brother. He was like, man, I know. He said, you don't, you don't want to deal with that. And I said, all right, well, let's just we're gonna go. I said, it is what it is. I said, I'm not going to worry about it. I said, man, we're going to get ready for training camp. Going on about my business, man. Going training camp, and this is the training camp after they called the training camp before that. Remember, they called our training camp, Camp Cupcake. Now Wade think he got to prove himself. And we said, Wade, man, look, bruh, if you're going to do it, bruh, do it your way, because at the end of the day, man, everybody get fired. You know what I'm saying? If you don't don't win, I said, at least go out doing it your way. Man, we was doing two days. We had San Antonio. Two weeks, then we had a game. Then we went to Oxnard for two weeks. And I was like, man, Wade is tripping, dude. Two-a-days again? 
I was like, come on. And then remember we had the extra week because of Hall of Fame game. Yeah, he was doing too much, man. And at the end of the day, like, Gary was just plotting on him. Yeah. So, now, during this training camp time, there is rookie Des Bryant is there. Oh, and oh, the infamous, ah. I ain't carrying no pads. You want to hear this one? Yeah. This one's, this one's, this one is a real good classic. I, I like this one because it didn't, it didn't humble Des, but it let him know that you're not above this team, bro. And all the other rookies that's been came for you, whether you was the first round draft pick to the fifty third man on the yeah. roster. This this training camp ultimately led to the fifty two thousand dollar dinner. Absolutely. Yes. Correct. But but go ahead. So Dez is doing an interview after practice. And we had just got off the judge machine. Uh so me and Roy, he like, shit, here we go. Go go this rook carry pads. So go over there and we set him down. And I said, There you go, Rook. Dad looked over his shoulder like, I ain't carrying that shit. I said, huh? You heard me? I ain't carrying that shit. I ain't getting no Gatorade, carrying no pads, nothing. What was that? I said, no, I said, no let it go, dog. Let it go. I said, I got, I got something for him. Don't even worry about that. So the next morning in practice, where we always sit, remember, we always sit next to the offensive lineman mm-hmm. when we stretched. Yep. So I said, Roy, watch this. I said, Des, what's that you say, man, about you not carrying no pads or getting Gatorades and other stuff? He said, you heard me. I ain't doing none of that shit. I said, bingo. That's all I need you to do is confirm it. Big Leonard, Andre Gerard, Flozell, Colombo. You know Big Leonard talks slow, too. Fuck you mean you ain't carrying no pads? <laughs> I mean, Big Len, Dre, like, like, I'm here to play football, man. I don't give a shit. You carrying pads. I got Gatorade carry pads. Big Leonard was number second overall. Yeah. I'm just saying, oh, no, you going to carry these pads. After practice, he got the O-line pads. He got our pads. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, y'all happy now? I was like, man, you brought that on yourself, bro. Yeah. You could have easily did that. You could have easily. And we were just minding Royce. Right. Right, because that was the, you guys were the only two real vets at that yeah, time. it was just mine and Roy. We were like, bruh, just some pads. Like, you know my stuff we didn't have to do? Bruh. So that became the whole – then remember he wasn't, he wasn't practicing again. Remember he had the hamstring or whatever, and he rolled his ankle in practice. I was like, oh, here we go again. He ain't finna practice again. I was like, this must be the most no-practicing rookie I've ever seen in my life. Bro. I will say this, though. When he did practice – he was, a, he was a talented. He was. Like, that, that joker was just raw, natural talent. He was. Like, I've always said, if Dez would have done at the end of his career, like, you know, trying to run routes and learning oh, how to run routes, if he would have yeah. done that at the beginning, beginning. Yep. bro, he would have been, I'm telling you, like, he, he, he would have been, he would have been, he, but, of course, he, he, that wasn't his mindset. You get it, you're young. his mindset. You know, and then a lot of it he got away with because no one corrected him. Not, not you my guy, Sherm. You let that slide. Let it slide. Garrett let it slide. Well, Sherman didn't have no pool with it. He didn't. He didn't. Sherman didn't have no pool with it. And when you are Jerry's pick, everybody's hands are tied. Everybody's hands are tied. Not even even Wade. Because Wade came in. Remember, Wade came in after practice and was like, at at team meeting that night, he was like, well, you know, you know, you you don't, and nobody has to like carry these pads. And we was like, what, Wade? Sit your goof ass down, man. What? (laughs) Why would you say that, dude? Yeah. 
That's when, that's when he started losing the team. Yeah. Right then, Gary was like, "Ooh, I see a chink in the armor." And that's when let me go ahead and attack too. You ended up, you ended up getting traded to San Diego. They found a fifth round pick, right? Was it fifth round pick? Sixth round. Sixth round pick. Ended up getting traded to San Diego. I go through that season, midway through that season, Coach Garrett uh, takes over. Wade uh, is ushered out. We all felt the same way. Yeah. Um, and and that kind of you know after that year you went to San Diego, you got hurt, and then you made your transition. Out of no, you went to no, New Orleans. Had, no, had another year. You went, had another year. Then I went. Okay, to yes, right, that's right. Yeah. Another year, then went then, to New Orleans. Then went to New Orleans. Um, but as far as your Cowboys, because that next spring is when something had happened that I think shocked everybody. What's that? Is you were in San Diego? I remember we were heading out to practice. Okay. And then we heard the news about Sam Hurd. Boy, look here. Uh, we heard the news about Sam Hurd. You talk about a shock. So now we. Dude, we know you Sam. talk about a shot. We know Sam. Sam ended up getting traded to – I like to believe – No, no, no. He didn't get traded. No, he, he got, it was after the lockout. After the lockout. He signed him and Roy and, and, and uh, Mary all signed with Chicago. Right. No, 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 no. Roy was still, Roy was still there. Roy, 2011? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was my last year. Roy went to Chicago mm-hmm. the next year. 2012. Correct. Okay, so, so – This happened that spring. So now Sam is already in Chicago. Roy's still, Roy's still there. Mary's yeah. still there. Okay. Um, after that year, that's when they gave Felix the full-time job. Correct. And yep. then they went. They ended up going to Chicago. But we know Sam, and yeah. and and Sam was a saint. Funny, yeah, in, cool. in, a, in, a, in a sense, dude. Like, in a sense, right? You're like, talking about a complete like. Sam walked around. Blow, blow, blew, blew your mind. Right, but he was a cool dude. We loved him. We loved him. His, his energy was on ten, twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. Him and Tashaw. I ain't never seen nobody's energy like that between the two of them two. And so the incident I'm talking about was, uh, uh, um, Sam goes to Chicago, and we're going out to practice. We're like, oh, Sam was arrested. So we're like, yeah. Sam was arrested. What? This has to be crazy. Yeah. We go to practice and we come back out and they're like, not a feds arrested, Sam. Yeah. We're yeah. like. What? And then now you start watching all of the stuff kind of come out. Yeah. And you're like, wait. When was Sam doing, doing all this? Doing all of this. But he did he did have a guy that had all those old schools. He, his guy ended up doing my uh, cutlass that I had. But now was this the guy at the car the, at the tire shop? Named Cameron. Cameron. That was a manager at the tire shop. No, no he, he owned, owned the uh he owned like a like a food truck. Thing. Okay. But he but he did he did okay. the thing and then he slowly gravitated into doing the food truck okay. stuff. There was another guy that I guess they were money laundering out of that tire. Remember the, there was the Firestone that was down on, on mm-hmm. MacArthur Boulevard. I remember. Uh, I, I remember hearing about that. I remember I, I went there. I never heard no nothing else about it though. I remember I went there and I got four sets of tires for a brand new car. And there was like eight dollars. They gave me two hundred dollars. I was Absolutely. like, this is the Conway perk. That's like, the oh, guy, That's what you thought was Conway yeah. perk. But no, I remember I'm I'm in I'm in San Diego. And mind you, we're two hours behind. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting there. Uh, I woke up to text message. They were like, damn, dude, what's going on with your boy? So I was like, what are you talking about? So I get there, come in the locker room, and we actually had TVs in the locker room mm-hmm. in San Diego. Now, they was the big square ones, but we had TVs. Uh, and one of the linebackers go, dang, dude, that's how big y'all doing out there in Dallas? I was like, what you talking about? He was like, oh, you ain't seen your boy? I look on there, Sam Heard arrested for drug. What? Yeah. I'm just standing up, standing up like, what? That can't be right, man. What the hell is going on? Then I heard the 
Heard all the stories and the details about stuff and how they got him. And then it just, it, it triggered me and went back to him having all those old schools. Mm-hmm. And his cousin, who I, who I had met, and he went to the police station to ask for the money back. Correct. His, somebody got pulled over in this truck. His cousin got pulled over in one of the old schools. He had 8000 in there. And he said, Sam said, I need that money back. I was using that money to go and put a down payment for my mom's house. And they was like, sir, when did they let you do this shit in cash? Yeah. And I think to myself, that's the story he used? Can't be this stuff. And everybody know, I don't care if you new to the dope game, old to the dope game, you just charge that to the right. game. Like, that's a loss. I got to go try to make that up somehow. Right. I don't care what it is. But I ain't never heard of a drug dealer <laughs> go to the police station and ask for his money back in association with drugs, bro. Yeah. Do you, do you, do, no. does that make sense to you, No, bro? it doesn't, but that was the, the start of, that was the start of everything. they started like now, like, wait a second, the, the stories didn't, it didn't match up, and yeah. then that's when they began the, um, and I later on, this is, I don't know if you know this or not, I later on found out in the, like, in the off season, we would go down to South Texas, yeah. Harlingen, Brownville, yeah, and we would do charity events and yada, yada, yada. Now, we will always remember, I don't know if you've ever been down there, but we would take private planes. Right? We would go down there and we would take private planes. I would go down there and hunt, too. Yeah. yeah. So, Sam was on a lot of these trips. A lot of them. A lot of them. Down there. And, like, I didn't find out. So, I, when we were there, I, I met some people and I came back later on after the situation that happened and I spoke at a graduation. Okay. And you know when we always went down there, we always had undercovers that would take us absolutely all the way around. Yeah, we absolutely. always had the yeah. wheels had the, the, the DTs. Yeah. And when they came back, they said, "Yeah, uh, we had been tailing y'all." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Well, every time y'all came down here, Sam was meeting with the plug and was mm. bringing stuff back on the plane with y'all." I said, "What?" Mm. He said, "The only reason we didn't stop him was because we would have to take oh, all of y'all." Yeah. Because we, we didn't quite know who was all involved. Uh, so we just let it happen and continue to was, build a case. He said because, yeah, yeah, he's like, you know, he would come down. And it, I, like I started thinking back and I was like, he always had. Because now you remember, like if you had a Louis Vuitton duffel, it always, was, it was uniform, right? Yeah. It, was, it was just as if you wore a jacket in the wintertime. Yeah. If you were a football player and you travel, everybody had a Louis Vuitton duffel. I didn't, but that's okay. Yeah. Okay. I ain't spending uh, my money on that. Stop. Um, to me. Same thing. It ain't no same thing. Not the same thing. Not the same thing. Um, But Sam would always have two bags. Yeah. And we would only be down there for a day or two. It wasn't enough to do. You know what I'm saying? A book bag was enough to do what you had to do. And they were like, yeah, he was bringing one on there. He was bringing one back. That was, you know. And so that was always a crazy thing. And it it almost, it hurt my feelings a little bit. I was shocked. Because I was like, that ain't the Sam that I know. I had been deceived the whole time, man. And Sam was the type of guy who wasn't, he wasn't flashy. Hell no. Like no. Sam would wear, like he's always with a fake jewelry. Sam yeah. would tell you in a minute, Absolutely. this ain't real. This, yeah. He, he outside yeah, he of his old school, he schools, wasn't flashy. He drove his college truck. Yeah, he drove his Tahoe. He lived, he lived in a yeah. modest home in Irvine. Uh, it wasn't like he lived on, you know, forty acres in a correct. mule. Yeah. So nothing said at the time. They were saying he made a million dollars a month. He was he like, just, he, he just wasn't a a age. He wasn't seasoned enough yeah. to do what he was doing. Right. Uh. In that field of study, yeah, city. and that that was that was a shocker, and, and still to this day, I think he's home now. He's home. He's home. Yeah. I've talked to him actually. Yeah, you really? Yeah, 
Where, oh, okay. He actually he actually hit me up on uh, WhatsApp. Wow. I guess when he got out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, and everything. And I was like, who is this? He was like, it's Birdman, man. I said, Samuel, because I used to always call him Samuel. Samuel, yep. I said, dang, dude. You, I said, you, you finally, you, you out now. He was like, yeah. I said, what you doing? He was like, I'm doing real estate. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. You might not want to go in that field, dude. Like, yeah, no, dude. Yeah. No, uh-uh. That, that's real estate and dope game kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> like, nah, dog, let's find you something else. Dog, let's find you something. But he's, he's, he's down in San Antonio, man, and uh, doing real estate, doing good, uh, just trying to Live life now, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You didn't miss so much, man. I mean, like, he lost his daughter mm-hmm. uh, and everything. Because, like, boy, his ex just, like, when he went in there. Because when he was, remember, he was out on probation. He got out. Yep. Uh, awaiting his arraignment and everything and stuff like that. And he had a dirty UA. Mm. It was a urine test. Uh, just said, oh, you ain't learned your lesson. You're going in now. Right. Till you get your sense. You're going in. And he got the, got the good 11 years, bro. And I was like. That was a blessing though, because he's supposed to get more than that. He's supposed to he's get, more to get than the kingpin that. charges. But the, but, the, but the problem about it is, is they, the only time that they actually caught him with the dope was when the undercover got forced him. it on him. Forced that it was, on him. That was that was part at of the Capitol Grill. Right. Yeah. That was part of his lawyer's deal. Was he didn't want it? It was entrapment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I, you, he didn't have to take it. Right. Then they wouldn't have had nothing. Right. He could have walked out of there that night with just his steak. Right. And not a key. Right. <laughs> and he's still been all right. You know, that might have caught up with him later, or he might have gotten to him and be like, nah, I got to get up out this thing. They, right. own, they own to me. But, you know, most, most drug dealers never, ever say they own to me. I got to get out. It's like, oh, they ain't caught me yet. Right. And, you know, once the feds come, it ain't about we, we already got what we need. We just trying to just solidify. We just, we just you know, putting things together. But um, I'll transition to something that's a little bit more somber. Um, recently, two years ago, um, we lost a good friend. Mm-hmm. And Marion Barber. Um, and, you know, a lot of people know Marion as the barbarian. And they know yeah. him as the football player and this, and this just rough and tough right. football player. But that's not who Marion is. Nah, that's not who Like, if you, if, you, yeah. if you know MB, you knew that, like, I always tell people, like, when you hear the term of giving the shirt off your back. That's literally him. Like I've seen yeah, him. Yeah, that's like, really him. Give the you know just just kind of just give the people of you know briefly just especially to you, especially to you, man. Yeah. He was uh, he was very big. Whenever I had my camps, yep. I mean he was the first one there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And he was he was always looking forward to doing that. Uh, and it was funny, you know what I'm saying. When I had my uh, youth organization that I used to sponsor and everything, I mean it was every year. They yeah. were looking forward to marry. Yep. And he became part of my crew. Right. In a sense, man. All my boys, like the ones I grew up with and everything and stuff like that, they were like, dude, he cool as hell. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, man. He just, I said, he, he wild a little bit at times. Yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. but he's just marrying though, dude. Right. I said, and, and once you meet his, you once you meet his mom and dad and his brothers, you see how it is. His right. mom is the gentle soul. Yep. His dad, you can tell, was the wild one. Right. That's what Marion gets a little bit of from. But the gentle soul, you see it, you, you meet his mom and you understand, like, that's exactly where he gets it from. Yeah, I, I remember a time when we went to we were after the season we went to Vegas, and it was. Really, <laughs> and I remember like because the season was over, uh, my birthday is in January, and I remember Marion telling me, and he said, "Just get there." Yeah, just get there. And I said, "No, nah, you know, because at that time, like this, we're all men, 
And we're yeah. like, what you mean just get there? Like, I, I, I'll yeah, come. No, you know, yeah, yeah. Right, right. You're still like, yeah. but Mary's like, nah, just get there. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. And I remember me and we'll Manny. Get the, we'll get the rooms, comp. So I get there. Yeah. When we get there, you were already there. Mm-hmm. When we get there, me, it's me, Manny, TC, uh, somebody else. There's a limo waiting for us yeah. at the airport. We go, um, we get to the Bellagio. Bellagio. We always say the Bellagio. We get yeah. to the Bellagio, meet Mary and then he's like, all right, come on, boom, boom. He's like, hey, you and Manny in this room. So now I'm thinking to myself, like, dog, I ain't trying to be like right next to 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 to, to Manny. Like, I can afford to till you ain't the room. Till you get to the room. Yeah, absolutely. And I said, oh no, this is yeah. Manny way over there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, two I'm, bedroom condo. Yeah, basically, I got, what it basically what it was. Yeah. It was two bedroom condo. Yeah. And I and I remember, I, I remember, you know, going out having a good time. And Manny liked to play baccarat. Bro, look here, man. You want you want the baccarat story, bro? Which one? Because I was there the, the night he won a half a million dollars. The, the, the four seventy five. There we go. Yeah. Let's tell the baccarat story. And so we're we're, we're sitting at the. They, Blasio has that that private room. We do the got private the, bar, yes. the, the privé. Yes. Yes. And so whenever we go, we we started getting connected with them. When we go with Bob, Bob Lavelle. Yep. And so Bob would always set it up. We could play all the table we want and bid and bet whatever we wanted to bid. Correct. There wasn't no table Correct. maximum minimum. Yep. Whatever we wanted to bid, we could bid. Yep. And so he would reserve the stuff and have it for us. And we, and we know we coming in there to gamble. We're going to play. And Marion wasn't having his luck at Blackjack that day. Yeah. He's like, man, forget this. I'm going to go over here. And you don't know if you remember Chris, the, the shorter blonde lady who was a Cowboys fan. Yes. She was our host all the time. Yep. And she was like, here, I'm going to show you how to play back rap. He was like, all right, might as well. This ain't doing nothing. He looks at the dealer. Man, you ain't, you took my money. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, he leaves. And somehow, like, the table turns around, and we start hitting and hitting and hitting. I was like, hell yeah. He's gone about 30, 45 minutes, yep. bro. And he comes back, and it's in the middle of one of our deals, <laughs> and he just pulls these red chips out and drops them on the table. Yep. I was like, man, in the middle of the game, I said, is that a $25,000 pay? What you do? He said, Four seventy five, dog. I said, "What the hell you was playing?" He was like, "Baccarat." Chris showed me how to. Do. I was like, "Man, I'm finna get ready to go over here and play me some baccarat here in a second. Then, God dang!" I mean, I was like, "Wow." Next thing he said, "Tonight's on, on me. me." I said, "I don't know if I want to go. I don't. I really don't know if I want to go because this is." Yes. This is gonna get super ugly, dude. I said, "Wow." I already know how he is without just. Now he played with the house's money. Yeah, he played with the house's money, dude. And we go, <laughs> and I don't even know if they had enough liquor for him that night because he bought Cristal, he bought Magnum bottles, everything, Don Perignon, Magnum bottles. And he wanted everybody to have their own bottles, so they brought the extra long straws. Yep. I said, you know I'm not doing this with you tonight. Yeah. Nope. Big bro, just go and take it. I said, nope. I'm not, I, I don't even drink champagne. I don't even, nope, just give me, I'm going to drink this vodka. He said, all right, I'm going to order two bottles for you. I'm not, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I can't consume that much, sir. I'm it, not going to do it. It was my birthday weekend. I'm not going to do it. I don't, you know, I don't drink hard alcohol. So yeah. he's like, well, you going to have champagne. I'm like, hey, he's like, you going to have champagne. Yeah, She's like, what yeah. champagne you want? So I'm like, um, uh, Moet. He grabs, like he calls the waiter and like grabs it. He said, you listen here. He said, it's his birthday. He says, 
if his bottle get halfway empty, <laughs> you bring, bring him, him another, another one. Bring him another one. Now, mind you, I'm not a drinker. So I'm, I have this bottle, and I'm basically like, kind of like putting it to my lips and just trying to... Mm-hmm. She just keep. I, I like bring me glasses. I'm pouring champagne for just other people. For the Absolutely, r- randoms. Yeah, random get people. Get rid of. Yeah, get rid of. And that was probably one of the. Gotta get rid. Most. Now, did you? I think you left when we left, because remember Marion and Phoenix. I think they stayed. Yeah. Maybe, maybe to show. I threw up behind the couch. Yeah, but. You sure the hell did. I threw it behind the couch. You did. You I was like, PC. <laughs> Dude, I just had to let it go. Man, you did what? He's like, man, in the corner back here. Hey. You don't have many people establishment, man. Man, bring your ass on, hey, man. Hey, it was the best said, thing that ever happened to me. God dang, bro. It, it was the best thing that ever happened you, to me. I don't think you ever heard what happened the next morning. No, I didn't. So I get down there, and I think I was the first one down there back in the pre <laughs> And Jeff Smith, who was our, our host, uh-huh. he goes, man, you guys had a good night last night, huh? I said, you know what, Josh said it was a fun night, man. He's like, yeah, I saw the tap. I was like, that was Marion, dude. I went straight in the snitch mode. I said, that was Marion, dude. You know, he won all that money back, Rock. I said, that was Marion. He goes, well, I said, well, how, how big of the tab was it, man? He's like, oh, man, it's quite a bit. It's quite a bit. I said, 30, 35? He goes, oh, no, you're not even close. I'm not close. 50, 55? He goes, keep going. Damn, 60, 65? Six, keep going. 70, 75. A little bit more, a little bit more. 80? Tad more. I'm 81, 82, he said, 82,000. I never knew that. Just the kicker. He said, don't worry. They comped it all for y'all. Oh, that's cool. I said, hey, who? Th- thank you. Yeah, I, I never knew that story. I thank never you. knew I never knew the amount that was that was there because they wanted, they wanted him to come on back back down to that table and try to get it back. Look, and, and that was like before that night happened, you talk about at the blackjack table. Yeah. I don't know if you was at this particular, you might have went somewhere, you might you might have went in there and tried to play back around. But I remember I'm sitting there, it's Tashard. Um, we're it's other part. We're playing, and I'm I hit like six hands in a row. Now I'm not uh-huh. I'm not big money rolling. I'm I'm fifty dollars yeah. a hand, so That's I'm up right. a couple yeah. hundred dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and I never seen nothing like this before in my life, and it damn it scared me. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, because Roy's at the table. Now you know they love Roy. They love because Roy was st- and he was there to get a marker too. So Roy's down 125 grand. Yeah, he don't care. Let me get another marker. And he goes, give me a marker for 125. Yeah, That's Roy. I watched Roy lose 125,000, get a marker for 125,000. Yeah. Win the 125 back. Yeah, yeah. Pay back the marker. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I went about five, six, seven hands in a row. I'm up a couple hundred dollars. And so, you know, if if you walk in there and you see somebody hot, you don't sit down. You take your chips, you move around. And you put them on top of theirs. So I'm oh, yeah. si- So I'm sitting there and I got, you know, I'm I'm 3, 400 dollars on the table. Yeah. And over my shoulder here comes $20,000. And I look, dealer, dealer cards. I look, and it's Roy. So I picked the cards up, and I looked at Roy. I said, what are we going to do? <laughs> he told me, so, man, play the goddamn Yeah, I that's said, him. brother, you put $20-something thousand dollars down here. You, you felt some pressure there. We, it's a we thing it's now. A we. <laughs> what are we going to do? 
Express, Express, and, it, and, it, and they end up, you know, in it, but I say all that to say like that, that was Marion and it, you know, it, it was, yeah. it was, it was tragic to see how life turned yeah, for man. the worse for him because, right. you know, he got to a place where he really couldn't trust anybody oh, yeah. and, and yeah. things got out of hand and, 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 and we lost him. We tragically lost uh, Marion, but he was, he was one of those spirits and, and those people that you just, you no, wish you could, you it, wish you could still, was, uh, he was still I, here. I remember he was, you know. Cause he was here when my, my oldest son was born. Mm -hmm. uh, so we was playing together and he used to be like, oh man, your son and everything. And it, it, it almost, it brought me more joy to see Mary have so much joy seeing my son. And my son would be like, Mary and Baba. Right, right. I'd be like, yeah, man, go, go, go and say hi to Mary. He would come by the house. And I remember when he got his old school done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it was clean. Super clean. But Mary put a boat engine in it. <laughs> and when he did it, dude, I was like, dude, why the hell is it so loud, bruh? Put that boat engine in there, dude. You even horse, I said, that boat engine ain't supposed to come out the water, man. It's not made for this. It's a whole different type of thing. With a... He didn't last long. He burnt that thing up. Yeah, bro. I saw you have too much money, man. He burnt that thing. But he came, he came to the house when he, when he got it done, dude. And we, we had people at the house. He was like, dog, let's go around the block. Now, if so you don't scared. know, I ain't never been so scared he lives in, in the life, gated bro. community with a bunch of people that don't look I like him. I ain't never been so scared <laughs> in my life. Man, he was, yeah. Oh, pull over. Pull over, bro. Let me out. Let Get, get me out now, dude. Yeah, I said, you finna get me kicked out the neighborhood, bro. You finna, oh, HOA finna be giving me a letter to everything, dude. But he ain't care. That was married, dude. He came and parked it. You know what I'm saying? He got out. We had some fun. But yeah, man, I miss my brother, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, Great dude, dude you know, memory still lives on. Uh, I hadn't talked to his mom in, in a little I, I text his brother every now and again. Every yeah. couple of weeks, I just text him, like, you good, bro? We thinking about okay. you. Y'all tell yeah. your mom, dad, hello. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, long live MB3, man. We love you, yes, bro. Sir. We miss you. And we'll end on this. Uh, just the state, current, the state of the current Cowboys. Okay. After the season is over, the, lo the devastating loss to Green Bay, the family business happening now with parents and all that coming mm -hmm. out saying wild things, like, where are the Cowboys? Is, is this team cursed? Is is it like where are you? Where are you is is Dak the guy? Is CD the guy? Like is this team built? The coaches that like just just give me your feelings about this current Dallas Cowboys team, and what do they have to do to get over that hump? This current team, what they have to do to get over the hump? Yeah, man. Oh man, uh, is Dak the right quarterback to get it done? We don't know yet. That's just it. We don't know. I mean, we haven't since Troy. We haven't had <laughs> a quarterback that we can say can get it done yet. I mean, you know, and it's 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 not all on the quarterback. Uh, but you're gonna get looked at like that because you make the most money on the field. Yeah. Uh, and the ball touches your hand every offensive play. So literally, whether it's whether it's to turn around and hand the ball off. Or should throw a ball, it's throw the pass, or whatever it is. I mean, it, it it literally does go through your hands every time. Now, with that being said, yes, there's a lot of onus on the quarterback, but there's also a lot of onus on coaches coaching and putting your players in the right position to be successful. And defensively, we were set up for the pass mm -hmm. to defend the pass all year. But once 
we had two linebackers go down and you don't have no more linebackers and you're trying to play a running team with safeties? With big nickel, a big dime, yeah. No, bro. I, I thought the killer part about it is I thought they would have learned that when Buffalo and even even before we got to Buffalo, but Buffalo should have been the the, the breaking point. Right. When they ran for two sixty six on us. Right. And be like, hell, if we're gonna make a damn run, we better go get some linebackers. We better go get some. You needed two of them. You really needed two. Uh but you but you but you never did make that a priority. Uh and so when you when you go into a playoff, you're trying to make a playoff run. Every team in the playoffs can run the football. I don't care who it is. You can talk about the quarterback being able to throw all the time. Even with Mahomes, he's got Pacheco and, and Clyde Edwards in there. They can run the ball. They can run the clock out. They can get first downs with it. But if I got a team that I know we can run on all day, I mean, Green Bay just had their way. Yeah. Passing, running the ball, it didn't even matter. And I don't. I don't think. I thought that when we got that matchup, I said, you know what? These kids gonna come in here. They don't know what they don't know. Right. So they ain't finna come in here. Scared of nothing. Scared of nothing. Yeah. It's like hell. Yeah, ain't nobody expecting us to do nothing. Right. We're young. First year starting quarterback. Your oldest receivers in what year three? Two. Dobbs is in year two, two. or three. Dobbs is a rookie. No Dobbs. No, no. Year, year two. It's year two. Year two. What is Watson? Two, two. or three. Year two. See, see, see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Their offense had either. You have rookie. No, you have you rookies. No vets. You have no vets. You have rookies yeah. or second year players. Yeah. They were the youngest team in the league, weren't yep. they? Yeah. Yep. So they're like, we don't know, we don't know. We're going in here foot loose and fancy free. Yeah. Let's go play ball. What are we going to do? The coach just knew how to take advantage and get them prepared to win a freaking football game. I don't know if we have that mentality at the helm to get a team prepared for a football game. Because like they always say, man, you don't win the game on Sunday. Mm-mm. We win the game Wednesday through Saturday yep. and practice. By the time you get here, this is the test. We know the answers. Right. Now we just got to execute the plays. But if you don't know the answers to the test, bro, you don't know what you're studying. How are you going to pass the test? Yep. And we just, we just, they just haven't passed the test yet, man. And it's, it's, it's rough year in and year out. I mean, people talk about that. And I can't even say people. Some of the media has said that. Y'all don't realize how hard it is to win three straight years of 12 and five. I like it's damn hard. It's an accomplishment. Right. We don't judge nobody on that no more. Correct. What you doing when we get to the playoff? We got that. You're going to get there. We right. got that. Now, what we doing when we get to the club? Because I'm like, I'm getting ready for the club to go out. This is how I compare it. I'm getting ready for the club to go prepare. I know what I'm going to see in the club. I know everything. I get in the club, I'm a single dude, and catch eyes with a girl. And I don't go say nothing to her the whole damn <laughs> night. That's what that was like, bro. That's what that yeah. was like watching that Sunday, bro. And she leave with a square. And she leave with, and leave with a square, bro. And she leave with a square. She left with the young buck. Yeah. That, that he just. He, he don't know no better. He, he don't know no better. I'm going to shoot my shot. Shot a shot. And walked out of there with her. Walked out of there with her. All right, man, I'm going to let you go, man. Like, uh, man, I appreciate you. Plug anything what you're doing right now in life, man. Plug all that stuff that you're doing. You man. Know, business-wise. Uh, God dang. Bro, we have, you know, we got the school. Yes. Still got the school. Primrose yep. School is not playing on. Uh, you got a kid. Six weeks through private kindergarten. Come check us out. Great education. You'll love it. Teacher. My wife is the owner. She runs it. She runs it with her heart, and she runs it and does a great job. 
Uh, what else do we have, man? My kids are at, in high school. Mm-hmm. I got all high schoolers. Freshman, sophomore, junior, bro. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to them. They're doing their things academically and athletically. Yep. That's what I love about yep. it. People don't stress that enough, but all of my kids are A and B students. Uh, my oldest has a 4'3". My daughter is a three seven eight, and my youngest son is like a three seven four. So he got to catch up. Yeah, he got to catch up. But you know what I'm saying? I, I look at it now; they way ahead of where I was in their development right now. I think simply because of the way we have pushed them, right, uh, and the resources that they're allowed to get, right, in a sense. So they they have an advantage in that sense. Now sometimes they don't always take advantage of it. I'd be like, bruh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, dude, bro, you, you got a court outside. You got the courts in the neighborhood that don't nobody be at. I said, that's a full court up there, an NBA rim, yeah. NBA size court. I said, why you and your boys don't never go up there and hoop, bro? They playing the game. They playing the game. Oh, they yeah. own it, bro. Yeah. So I told them, I said, why don't y'all at least, like, get together and y'all join one of these leagues where y'all can make a little money. Playing this game, cause right now, bro, you're gonna be using my electricity. <laughs> you know, and then be coming to me, Dad, we gotta upgrade the internet, it's lagging. <laughs> you better lag your ass back upstairs and get out of my face, man. I ain't trying to hear about your lagging problems. Oh, man. So that's all you got to deal with is lagging? That's yeah. it? That's first world uh, problem. You already, you already ahead of me, player. Brother, I, I thank you. I appreciate you. Man, always, uh, dude. You know that you always hold a special place in my heart. I you, my OG. It, I will always. Thank you for, for the tough love and the real love that you've always shown me my entire Absolutely, time. Man. And I know that I can call on you for anything, brother. I, Absolutely. I, I appreciate you, man. And uh, thank you, brother. Always, thank man. You, number man. love. Yes, number sir. Love. All right, man. We're out of here with that one, man. Patrick Creighton. Woo! I mean, some stories we got today. This is going to be fun to break down. This is going to be fun to break down the stories that we got from this, man. I appreciate you all. Guys, you know what you got to do. Like, subscribe. Hit the notification button, man. Make this thing, make Unfiltered with Jesse Holly a part of your life. And remember, make the main thing the main thing. Always. All right? Remember, eliminate the contingencies. I'm out! <laughs>